Can Newcastle really make the Champions League? And it's Potter heading for expulsion already. Evening, Jack. How are we? All good. How are you? Yes, very well. Thank you very well. Off the back of a, a nice weekend spent in... Um, What's the pub we spent on watching the game? O'Connor's. O'Connor's, yeah. yeah. O'Connor's watching the um, 5.30 and the uh, 7.45. Yeah, it was good, good day of football, wasn't it, really? Arsenal keep on winning. Yeah. Head a bit sore on um <laughs> Sunday morning, but... <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Good night. Good night. Good night, and here we are, episode 18. Christmas cheer, five points clear. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not looking forward to this one. Um, so this podcast will basically be a review, sort of, on the games, at the, a little bit of a review of the games at the weekend, but mainly on a review of the teams so far and what we've done this season, um, split into the four segments. We think um, title race, top four slash top six race, um, mid table mediocrity, and relegation battle. Um, I hope you fans of the certain clubs who have been put in certain segments. Have <laughs> you appreciate? Don't be too upset, but yeah, understand where we're coming from. We'll talk you through our views on that. But um, right, let's start with the teaser. Yeah, James Milner became the fourth player in Premier League history to make 600 appearances in the Premier League. But can you name the current Premier League player who has the highest number of appearances in the league? Oh, I saw your smile because I thought, yeah, if it I was, thought you were going to ask for the other four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it was the general, I'd have had a good go. So, from this season, just this season, or can oh, no, you so name the current, current Premier League player who has the highest number of Premier League appearances? Mm. Well, it's not James Milner. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, we'll see. Apart from him, yeah. It's <laughs> okay. so the next one down. All right, cool. No worries. Um, right. So, mm. let's go. Yeah, let's go straight into it. Top two title race. Should we start with City? As they played first? Yes. Only only for that reason. They're or actually not top. I was going to say, before we start, the clubs you've included in the title race. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Man City and Arsenal. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 for Just for the podcast, I put Man City and Arsenal, but only really Man City. Oh. <laughs> oh no, you can't. No, you're, I will say you're firmly in the race now. Definitely. I heard on the Ben Foster podcast, apparently Arsenal are the bookies' favourites now. Really? And I thought, mm, surely that's not true. I haven't looked, but... Yeah, um, you've still got to play them, haven't you, twice. Yeah. So, we'll see. But, yeah, obviously, five points five points going into Christmas is yes. a very, very positive position for Arsenal, isn't it? Really? Yes. So, like I said, let's start with, with City and yep. their game at home to Brentford. Mm-hmm. Um, I imagine it busted a lot of coupons out there. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you're using the early kickoff anyway and you're going for City, you probably... One to eight on, one to ten, probably. Just, yeah. You're an idiot, but yeah, it would have ruined a lot of people's bets early, early on. I could not see that coming, though. No, I mean, I watched it. And it was just a, it was a classic Man City home performance. They dominated the ball. I think they had like seventy-four percent possession. The, the Brentford, obviously, a weaker side, go there just defend and try and counter and see what we can do on the break. And when they get their opportunities, they've got to take them. And and yeah, they they definitely did at the weekend, but. City weren't bad. They weren't as if they were a poor. They might have an off day, and Haaland wasn't quite firing, and some of De Bruyne's passing wasn't quite there, and they're finishing and things like that. But yeah, I mean, it was just a, a typical City performance, and, and Brentford were were very efficient in when they had their chances. 
Yeah, Brentford's game plan was played to perfection. Yeah. Um, and they arguably could have scored more than two goals. E- easily a third for Tony at the end. Yeah. And Edison made a few good ch- um, saves from him. And I thought they just played really, really well. And um, Thomas Frank at the end of the game said that their plan was basically to stop De Bruyne. So if you stop yeah. De Bruyne, you then stop the passage yeah, exactly. to, to Haaland. The ball shouldn't end up with Haaland. It didn't, it didn't really, did it? I think He only had one shot yeah. all game. One shot off target, yellow card and 21 touches, so... And one triple captaincy from South Yeah, oh, yeah, that is poor. Triple captain. Oh, that's just a. That's such a panic. That is such a panic. Amid like um, early kickoff. Oh, one game before the World Cup. That's a disastrous move. Yeah, that's a shocker. But, but I thought as soon as Foden equalised, a cracking finish by the way. And then I thought they, they'll come yeah, into that. I think that. that's what everyone had in their mind, and they sort of they'd roll them over. Then three, four, one, it'd be game over. But it wasn't the case, was it? it was not the case. And Brentford, obviously, they've. Lovely result for them. It's the first time they've ever beat Man City. I mean, they've kind of played them many times. No. Um, but Man City, obviously losing that, they were meant Arsenal could have gone five, could go five points clear for the win. Mm. But just, I thought Man City were just a bit lethargic. They looked a little bit. I don't know. Maybe they were saving a little bit of in their in their mentally for the World Cup. Possibly it was a weird one because Pep played his strongest, a very very strong yeah. team as strong as he go possibly. I think Diaz was on the bench, but. Yeah, that uh, their lineup, ten of them were going to the World Cup. Obviously, Haaland's not. Um, so yeah, maybe that played into that. Pep thought, right, I'm going to go as strong as I can. But then the players in their back of their mind knew that next week they're going to the World Cup and didn't didn't maybe didn't fancy. I don't know. It's a bit harsh. Obviously, a Man City, they're a ridiculous, ridiculous side. But yeah, I mean, Brentford had absolutely nothing to lose, did they? Tony obviously a had a real to point prove. to prove. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And, and it seemed to work in their favour. I think I've got here that it was their. First away win of the season um, for Brentford. They're, they're two points better off than they were last year at this stage. Uh, they were 13th after 15, 15 games last season. Now they're ninth currently, uh, 10th currently, sorry. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. They're, they're in a good position. I think Thomas Frank and Brentford will be very, very happy. Yeah, sitting in 10th, aren't they? Yeah, 10th yeah. right now, sorry. And Brentford have never lost a Premier League game when scoring first. No, they've only yeah. done that 16 times, yeah. but it's, um, yeah, it's to an cool, interesting yeah. stat. Um, but I think City will be too worried because no. City were five points clear behind leaders Liverpool after 14 games in 2020-2021 season and then they only, they only ended up finishing 17 points ahead of them. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they've been there before. They've, they'll do it again. They scored 40 goals so far this season, the best in the league. They've got the best attack. Arguably on their day, the, they are the best team in the world. So, yeah, five points, like you're saying, it's, it's a, obviously you'd rather be in that position but City could easily turn it around, can't they? Do you think... I think they've got 13 players going to the World Cup, haven't they? Uh, 16. 16. The most. This I've got the, a little yeah, bit the most, yeah. the most players heading to the World Cup out of all the Prem sides. Do you think that'll make a difference for them? I, it's a, I'm not sure if it'll... Obviously, it depends on injuries and what not, but I'd say one thing is their their players are the better quality players, so they're going to be yeah playing for the better nations and they'll probably go much deeper in the competition than most. So maybe that would have an effect, and obviously there's games straight after Christmas. There's the Carling Cup, um, League Cup, whether they're still still in straight after the World Cup final. So I don't uh, know. They've got Liverpool as well, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, they got Liverpool. And I think Liverpool. I'll talk about them later, but I think they might have one of the, the least amount of players going to the World Cup. So mm. yeah, I, th- I don't know. They're, I'm sure they'd be fine putting. You know I mean, they got Pep Guardiola, Haaland's. That's the massive thing I keep yeah. talking about. Harlan's being put on charge now. Yeah, Harlan's. Unless he goes on loan to. Yeah, I've seen that actually <laughs> at some dodgy non-league side, but the cheek of it. But yeah, Harlan's got a few weeks off to rest, recover, 
whether keep as fit as possible. So drink some monster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I think they'll be fine. I, yeah, I wouldn't. I don't think it will affect City much. Um, I know you've been joking throughout the podcast, previous podcast, should I say that Arsenal always play at home, <laughs> but City have all have all played eight games at home, six away, while Arsenal have only played six at home and eight away. Yes, I've seen that. Um, and City have only played two of the quote unquote big six mm. while Arsenal have played all of them except from City yes um, yeah so, so I, mean, I think so people say Arsenal haven't played anyone decent yet they've been saying that for a while yeah you can't we've now played quite yeah, a, we've exactly. played, now played 13 teams no we haven't played City yet but mm. we've only lost yeah. once haven't you so you can't yeah I think Asterix, that, Asterix next yeah time. I, th- <laughs> <laughs> I think um, yeah I'd, I'd definitely use that in the first sort of five six games and you just clung on to anything but I think mm. now you've got to accept it and I think yeah, you're right up there. But your squad is, we'll get on to it, but yeah, your squad's very thin. So, Well, like I, put, I said, there's only been 14 games. I know everyone's yeah. saying, oh, Arsenal top at Christmas. Yeah. Well, not really. It's not old. quite the same, we're, is it? We're top at November, what's the date yeah. today? November the 15th. Exactly. We've got technically another 20, or we've got another week, another month and 10 days. Yeah. And how many games do we normally play up exactly, to that stage? Yeah. But it's, although everyone keeps saying, and rightly so, you are top at Christmas, there is this season, this is probably the last little thing that we could say is this season is different in like exactly what you just said, but you'd have played maybe four or five more games leading into the in yeah. a Christmas break, so it may have been different anyway. But you're still top, and not, not and not what's that? But in a normal season, I know this season's even more different. We're at this stage, we should have already played sixteen because yeah. we had the Everton game called yeah. off and City. for um, the Queen, mm-hmm. um, and then we had the Man City game called off because of the Queen's. It was the rollover. We had to fit the game in. Yeah. To fit the European game in. So we should have played 16 games already. Yeah. We only actually played 14. Mm. Um, I mean, Everton at home, I'd like to think we'd win that. But City at home, you never know. Yeah. Like, true. Very we could true. be sitting there eight points clear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. But no, quickly so. on Brentford, really. They're just, like Frank Thomas Frank said, it's probably the biggest result in the club's history. Um, he mentioned the playoff final and getting to the Prem, but... Like you said, little old Brentford against one of the richest clubs in the world. They're just a bus stop in Hounslow, but yeah, it was an incredible result, really. When nicking it two one is mm-hmm. when you actually, like I said, think about it, that. It's Brentford Football Club, Man City, all the money in the world, yeah, absolute juggernaut. Pep Guardiola, yeah, bought the best strike in the world, got Pep Guardiola in charge, and yeah, little old Brentford going and get a result. So you could see how fired up Tony was, wasn't he, to prove a point? Yeah, yeah, he was. It, I, don't, I don't think he was brilliant. He didn't have like, a fantastic game, but obviously he scored twice at um, mm. Man City. So, yeah, I'm sure he'd be very, Do you very think he happy. was harsh to be left out squad? Yes yes and no. Like, Yes, Tony could have quite easily gone over Wilson. But it's that same... I will get on to when we talk about the, the World Cup at some point, but for me it's the... Everyone's arguing about the sort of bit part players that probably won't even yeah. accumulate a whole ninety minutes. So, unless something goes terribly wrong, so like people like Gallagher, Wilson, even Tony himself, they didn't make it. Like, yes, he maybe deserved the call up, but would he have played? Probably not. So, it's neither here nor there. Like you're talking yeah. about the twenty second, twenty third, twenty fourth player yeah. in the squad. I could be completely wrong, but I can't imagine if England are going to go far in this tournament that um, Callum Wilson's going to do anything about it. No. For example, the only example I can give are England finished second, obviously, in the Euros. And who was their reserve striker? Abraham and... Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Cavalloon. Uh, Cavalloon. Yeah. I think Cavalloon played maybe like 20 minutes in the yeah. first game, didn't play again. Yeah. 
Abraham <laughs> don't even go on. Did, did he even get the squad? I don't know. Yeah. So I mean, like, yes, they're, they're obviously there's 26 players for a reason. Everyone that goes should deserve to go, and they do. But yeah, I just think the I, I, the only thing is that yes, Tony's incredible at penalties, and if it got to that that scenario in a game, and you bring him on with like a lot of time to go, don't just bring him on the the 119th minute just to take a penalty. That's ridiculous. But I do agree with that. I don't like, for example, people talk about War Prowse and oh, he's, he's good at set pieces. Like you, we've spoken about <laughs> this. Before, but, oh, so he's going to bring him on the 64th minute because we get corner, and then I'll take him off. Actually, yeah. you're rubbish. Like that's like that set piece talk is awful. That is just awful, awful. <laughs> you just yeah, I haven't got a clue what's going on. But yeah, I mean Tony, I would have taken Tony over Wilson, but yeah, yeah, it is what it is. So. We're just saying Arsenal and Man City two title contenders. Not going to put a third team in them. Uh, nah. Not going to put your beloved Spurs in them. Oh God, no, never, <laughs> never, ever. Should we move move on to the to the Gooners? Yeah, we'll we'll move on. Move on. So after the defeat, it meant Arsenal had the chance to go five points clear away at Wolves, which I think we've won there our last three years on the trot. Um, going in, I was I was a bit. Mm, maybe it's just me, my my pessimistic Arsenal head on. Oh, we will probably drop points here. Wolves new manager, nobody wasn't there. Mm. But last game, evening kick off. I don't know. Just and then I saw Adama Troy up front, and I'm still one who thinks he could be good. He's awful. No, no, no. I said to you on Saturday, you could. He's a terrible, terrible footballer. <laughs> he's so footballer. Bad. Yes, but he's got. He's just a danger man. No, he's just a a track runner. He should be in the Olympics. He should be his own country and run for himself. Like, <laughs> he's awful. He's absolutely awful. I'm not. Yeah, that's it. He's in the trail already. I'll still take him at Arsenal. No, you wouldn't. Arteta could mould him. No, he couldn't. You could mould him. And the problem is, I bet that Lopetegui's gone in and is looking at him, yeah, oh, I'm going to make him a player. No, he's awful. He's <laughs> he's god awful. And so um, are Wolves. But they, Wolves played a 5-3-2 with... Um, I think it was Guedes and Troy up front. So I'm listening to think, oh, I'm thinking, oh my God. Um, no, but like I said, nothing really. First half was a bit Arsenal just training session really, just kept yeah. the ball, you, that's passing what I said it around at the weekend. But you, you dominated the ball throughout the whole game for long periods, and not in the first half particularly. You didn't really have any. Was at the bar, but that was it was offside yeah. when it eventually mm-hmm. I think, but he didn't give it. But and he scored was offside. But yeah, you didn't actually have any chances where you go, oh, could have scored, they done like could have done this that. You dominated the ball, it was a comfortable game, and Wolves tried to counter and had a couple shots and chance, but yeah, they just offered nothing going forward, Wolves, and they haven't all season. That's just that's their Eight huge goals. issue. Yeah, that's the huge issue. They just penalty don't. or no penalty? I'm surprised they sort of brushed over it because at the time when we watched it, I didn't really know it's nothing, but probably because of the six pints you'd have. <laughs> <laughs> but when you, but yeah, looking back on it, the it was very close to the offside call, and then. I think it was a foul. I do think it was a foul, but they just brushed over it. So yeah, I definitely agree. I think it was a foul, but I don't. I don't. There must be some sort of rule there that because they thought it was offside and the flag flag up, he then they couldn't do anything about it. Possibly, yeah. But I don't know because the VAR you can then bring that back, but mm. maybe maybe it was already too late. Yeah, so that's too, why they just yeah, sort of looked at it. And just, and just yeah, like, really, nothing really happened. And but yeah, it's, it's not like in the Premier League them to make a bad decision. No, they or, they're quite or get tied right. up in their own rules that they yeah, don't really yeah, know yeah, the rules anyway. Up, exactly. Just make it up and yeah. brush under the carpet and ple- um, hope no one recognises about it. Yeah, but yeah, no Wolves is exactly said eight goals in the league, only team to not reach double figures in goals scored, conceded twenty four. It's not the worst amount of goals, but scoring is obviously where it's going terribly wrong. 
two wins. Their last win was 15th October. Forest at home 1-0. So, mm. yeah, Lopetegui is a well sort of established and renowned coach and but he's got an incredibly tough job, I think. Yeah, well, like I said, like, the, the main thing about not scoring goals is the teams around them, but a lot of them have a goal scorer yeah, who yeah. can score a few goals. They signed Diego, 37-year-old. I don't know how 30, old he is. 33, I think. But 30, yeah, you're, however old he is, Diego Costa, to score goals and get sent off and misses three games before Christmas. Yeah. It's just... It's not what you need, is it? Why have you signed him? Like, no. go sign a youngster from the championship who's got yeah. a bit between his teeth. Yes. Yeah, um, bizarre. But yeah, we'll get we'll get on to what was a bit later on. But Arsenal then start the second half well, and within ten minutes, I think it was there one 0 up. Um, well worked goal with uh, Martinelli mm-hmm. picking the ball up in his own half. Went on a little dribble, played it ball to Jesus, slipped in Fabio Vieira, yeah, nice who came on for um, Shaka. Because if you heard Arsenal had the shits, yeah, what was that? It was Jacques excuse, Rio, excuse my language. There. <laughs> he looked. <laughs> I yeah, he they had Rio. they had Xhaka, um, Tierney, Laconga. Um, Zinchenko was ill mm. I know he played but he said after the game he was ill mm. apparently they'd had something dodgy um, before the game maybe some lasagna I, yeah, maybe <laughs> Martin Yole came back and <laughs> slipped a little lasagna in Xhaka's bed but, but no apparently they were they were ill so that's why he came he was he had food poisoning that's fair enough he came off quite early didn't he like he said yeah. no obvious injury but yeah oh. um, but no slips into Vieira and then who squared it across and Odegaard tapped it in um to get his fifth goal of the season and then shortly got his sixth goal of the season who's now our Premier League top goal scorer. Top goal scorer and also five goal involvements in the highest in away games. Four goals, one assist. So he's having, a, he's having a very good start, well, isn't he? Like Arsenal, really. He's played 13 games in the Premier League this season. He's only missed the Brentford away game and he's scored six goals. It's a goal just Pretty under good. a goal every every other game. That's more than the summer signing or signing of the summer Jesus I think isn't it it's more than 80 million pound fucking Richardson rich, rich <laughs> <Richardson>, wasn't it <laughs> 80 I don't know 80 uh, that's about add-ons <laughs> <laughs> no he's he started very well and he's he's basically epitomised everything that's that's happening with Arsenal at the minute mm. in their first but the first, uh, like you just meant up Jesus there again, he hasn't scored in 10 games I think all comps something like that mm. he hasn't scored since the North London derby but again I cannot fault him what so like yes on no, um, yeah, Saturday he was so good again yeah. like he makes that goal that's that slide roll pass down to um, Vieira mm. completely opens up the team yeah you only side to score in every game and concede the fewest 11 so mm. yeah although Jesus isn't your top goal scorer you're obviously making up for it in other areas so at the moment that's not a massive issue but if for some reason those goals did start to sort of dry up and then you look to Jesus and he's still not scoring then you might have an issue but mm. But yeah, as long as he's, he's working absolutely fine. As long as he keeps putting in performances and if he's getting one, two assists, I, I, yeah. I, I couldn't care. Like he, he actually puts in effort unlike yeah, the previous yeah, players we've had, like the Abamyangs and the and the Lacazettes do no effort or work off the ball. And if they're not scoring, they're totally ineffective. Yeah, and if he stays fit and all the rest of it, then yeah, there's mm. no issues. I mean, I did think Arsenal would have a, reasonably, a, a better season than last year, but I'd, by no place could I think they'd be finished. They'd be finishing this first half of the season. No, I would have first by five no points. No one saw it coming, did they? No one. I don't think anyone even I mean, a few Arsenal probably did, but a lot of the pundits and people that know they didn't even have Arsenal in their top four, did they? So mm. Yeah. But like I said we still still need fourteen games in, not even halfway through the season, so I'm not getting too excited. Um No, but it is a good omen isn't it, to be top at Christmas. Yes, yeah, so we got so I've got some numbers on that. Um if I can find them. 
Arsenal have failed to win the last five times they've been to win the league. Yeah. But then Arsenal failed to win the league. They just haven't won the league. Yeah. I mean, the top um, last time was 07-08, wasn't it? Top at Christmas, so... Yeah, we were robbed that year, though. <laughs> Eduardo injury. Ah. Oh, yeah. Five points clear in February. Eduardo broke his leg. Wed Bar- oh, um, Birmingham away, winning 2-1. 90... Was it Roger Johnson? 95th minute. Yeah, Roger Johnson. Mike Dean ref, as usual. <laughs> um, and then Gal Clichy gave away a horrific penalty at the 94th minute. 95th minute. Um, two all. Galas went oh, Galas yeah, off Gallas. crying. <laughs> yeah, and then, I don't think, and then I don't think we won a game for like six games. And then we ended up being five points. We finished third, five points off top. Yeah. Should have won it. Um but got got some more numbers on Arsenal quickly. Arsenal, the eighth team to win twelve of the opening fourteen games in the Premier League, with every single one going on to win the Premier League. That's not. I don't like that stat. <laughs> good stat for you. Yeah, but. good. It's a very good stat for us. But <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh, I just can't see it, mate. I can't no, see I Man City. Yeah, unless Man City are, uh, get a bad injury, mm. don't come back from the World Cup. Well, or they when they come back from the World Cup. Their full focus is purely on the Champions League. That that is one thing I might help you. But even then, if City turn it on, they win everything. That's that's the the biggest thing. Is that yes, they might be focused on Champions League, but they're still more than good enough to put a run together and, and go clear on and uh, go clear of the rest of the league. So hmm. yeah, that's the thing. You got at the moment you have got two more wins than City, but you have got to play City twice, and that is the big. They'll be the massive games that you you'll dominate the rest. I think, but. Yeah, I think at the moment the two city games is the big moment for you. So we'll see. Yeah, well, luckily you haven't played City either because no. City always roll over and let them, yeah. let, let you tickle their belly yeah. for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every year, every year yeah, it's yeah. a six point of Spurs. <laughs> Somehow, whoever got in charge of it, Nuno, Mourinho, uh, Conte, we always do it, do the business. Doesn't so. matter. So that's that's six points there we can gain on them. Yeah, but no, um, you got yeah you got City home and away, West Ham on Boxing Day at home. Newcastle at home, Tottenham away, United away, uh, United home. Sorry, so that Tottenham away game games. is relatively soon after Christmas. Mm. Second, it's I the second yeah, game of January. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a lot sooner than I thought it was. Which is probably not a good thing. Um, but like you said, mentioned earlier, Odegaard scoring scoring um, six goals. Uh, but one, one thing I've been impressed about this year for Arsenal is they've shared um, the goals around. Um, so Arsenal are one of only two teams to have three players with five plus. Premier League goals this season. Mm. Can you name them three players? Odegaard's obviously one of them. What was that, sorry? Five. So five plus goals this season in the Prem. Mm. Arsenal have got three players. Five plus? Yeah. Martinelli? Yep. Mm. Arsenal players. Martinelli, Jesus? Yeah, Jesus. And Liverpool are the only other team with Nunes, Salah and Firmino. Mm. I mean, I think Saka's got four... Yeah, Party's got two. Gabriel's got two. How many um, has Bentoncourt got? Bentoncourt. Is he, he more than Viking? He's got no. He's got more than Party. Has he's he? got four. <laughs> Must be a better player. <laughs> How many has Viking got? Two, two or three? Three, I think. Yeah. A yeah. creative dynamo. <laughs> but one final stat on Arsenal. I've got it. Is Arsenal have touched the ball four thousand two hundred sixty-two <laughs> times in their own half? Bloody hell! And that's the fewest by any team in the Premier League. You must play long ball then. Which is, <laughs> no, it's a real interesting because obviously I watch Arsenal so I look at their tats and see what they're doing. When they lose the ball, they're, they're doing what Liverpool 
and Man City obviously have done in the last two and win as soon as they lose the ball win it back as quickly high as you can pitch, yeah. and high up in the pitch as quickly as you can whether you make a foul or not and nobody do pull out from the back but getting the ball from the goalkeeper to into the upper half they've been doing it really quickly this season yeah, and it no. helps with party being touch wood being fit yeah and um, Jacko playing a lot better yeah playing a lot higher role, up as well yeah. yeah and that you, everyone keeps saying it but Arteta has essentially just worked under Pep seen what he's doing tried to implement that at a new club and done his own thing and with the players he's got and what he's got available and it, it's well, your top of the league and you're five points clear so mm. it's whatever he's doing is obviously working and Arsenal now have obviously the 1-1 2-0 in the end have the most clean sheets mm. in the Premier League seven Edison, uh, Edison sorry Ramsdale has seven followed by Ward Edison and Pope yeah. um, which is something I haven't put Arsenal down Arsenal haven't been a clean sheet team for for a while recently we were just always shipping the old goal Arsenal used to always be the old the classic both teams to score yeah. so love that bet yep but and, that and back four Ramsdale's not been I think yeah you might be about to go and say it but it's the players in front Ramsdale's not a bad goalie but he's he's not necessarily had to do a lot is he he's not, you're not coming away from games going oh Ramsdale was quality today like he hasn't made unbelievable saves like Wolves at weekend yeah, the, what, the well one game would be that Leeds game well I thought he was actually really good yeah he but, made some yeah. good saves in that day but like Wolves at the weekend me might as well not been there like, yeah yeah. but no yeah you, you've improved all over the place and yeah. Yeah, I think the only thing he did do was wind up the old Wolves fans yeah <laughs> there was a bit of bit of back and forth wasn't there I think give it give them some stick no, I think that's does that sum up the title race pretty well yeah I think yes basically you two are the only two going for it at the moment um, unless Newcastle do something miraculous. Um, yeah, well, Newcastle be the next team we speak about and whether yeah. they do something mad in January. Yeah, that is it, really, isn't it? Like we said, we move on to the top four, really. Um, Newcastle sitting third, 30 points after their their um, win against Chelsea at home, wasn't it? 1-0. Yeah, 1-0. So the, the teams we've put in the top four slash top six race, we've gone for Newcastle, Spurs, United, Liverpool, Brighton and Chelsea. Yeah, and we'll get on to Brighton, Chelsea and those sort of teams. But, mm. uh, yeah, if you divide the league up, that's the sort of, that's what we thought was the next little section. So I've put Newcastle are the biggest surprise for me this season. I, I thought they'd be good. Yeah. Or better, shall I say. But I didn't think they'd be third. Third after 14 games is, is some achievement, isn't it? Yeah. And if, you, and if you think, like, if Liverpool, even Chelsea, you just swap them immediately around, Newcastle will be maybe 6th, 7th, 8th maybe. But, yeah, they've been... Yeah, they've been brilliant. They've been absolutely brilliant. They won five on a bounce. I think they're unbeaten in ten or something ridiculous. Yeah, they've yeah. only lo- they've only lost one game the whole season, and that was to Liverpool in yeah. like, a ninety odd minute. And if, and they had a goal. Liverpool had a, um, Newcastle had a goal harshly wrong ruled mm. out for offside anyway. And New- and Liverpool's goal was the ninety seventh. Yeah, and it was supposedly five minutes added on. So there's been a few games they've had sort of decisions go against them and whatever. But yeah, they are. Exactly that, yeah. One loss away to Liverpool. And I think early on in the season, the first few games, they they were sort of trying to find their form and figuring out how, how Eddie Howe wanted them to play and what what they thought would be best. And now they're in full flow. They are they are banging form. And St. James Park's turning into a bit of a fortress, isn't it? Yeah, I'd, I'd like to talk about them in a bit. But yeah, they were... It's, yeah, it's, it's buzzing, isn't it? It's absolutely buzzing at the minute. So Newcastle will be... Um, in the tr- in the oh my god <laughs> hey, excuse me put your teeth back in I, um, I am quite ill at the moment <laughs> so I was ill at four yesterday and played like someone who was very ill <laughs> as the fans of the log laws would have seen <laughs> um, 
But Newcastle will be in the Premier League top three at Christmas for the first time since 2001 when they went off to finish fourth. Um, does your gut say they'll finish in the top four? Yeah, I think top four. You think? If they yeah come back January, like we keep saying, get to January, probably spend some money, maybe bring in one or two like sort of game changers, if you like. Um, yeah, I think they're they're in a perfect position. I definitely think they should go back in for Madison. Yeah, someone yeah. like that who think he's a Premier League quality player. I know he's going to cost them an arm and a leg, seventy, eighty million pound. Mm. But he would have really improved that team. That extra, he's not a quite quite superstar that's going mm. to disrupt everything. Yeah, I yeah agree. Madison's a good player. I also think they, I think they're looking even further, even bigger and better than that. And Isaac's not a a world beater. We don't know. He might be incredible, but he's obviously injured. But they they've got him. They brought in Bruno, didn't they? So, mm. and they brought in Ed Botman. So they're their scouting staff and their sort of like management team, Eddie Howe and all that, obviously look further afield than just just the Premier League and right, let's get the best players. So mm. yeah, I think they they might even bring a, another not essentially a Bruno, but a sort of random player no one's really heard of, and he he might be brilliant. So yeah, I think yeah they're very dangerous, very very dangerous side. Well, like I said, with the Premier League players they've got at the moment, they've just signed good. They all seem like good characters. Seems mm. such a nice. Um, Team spirit round mm. there. Oh yeah, like if you did your Dan Burns, your Fabian Charles, like the the perfect one is Trippy. I think I th- we've mentioned mentioned it two or three times mm. on this podcast. What a signing that man's been for them. Yeah, for ten million pound, I yeah. think it was that. Um, he scores goals. He creates goals. He helps keeps clean sheet. Yeah. He's the captain. He obviously brings a wealth of experience. And how much do you pay for Emerson uh, Royale? Thirty, I think. My God. <laughs> yeah. Like. Yeah, yeah, no, like, definitely. Th- there definitely. you go. Like, yeah. I think you bought you bought them at this maybe six months before they bought them. Like, you could just take them back. Like, yeah. I remember there was rumours Arsenal for after um, Trippier, and I was like, really? Like, we're yeah. not like getting anyone better, but but obviously, he's, yeah, he'd be a very good player. Yeah. That like, he'd be he's he'd be starting the World Cup for England, yeah. so he obviously must be doing something right. Yeah, they're just good. They are just a very very good team, and yeah, St yeah. James Park now going there is even tougher than it was before. So. And we watched that game at um, O'Connor's with mm. um, with Jim, mm. and we're. We were saying before the game, does anyone not think the Newcastle aren't going to win this? Yeah, yeah. Like, that's yeah. mad, isn't it? Going into a yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And like you said, Newcastle, what was it? Haven't been top four at Christmas since 2001. One, so yeah. in, in my lifetime, Newcastle haven't been anything of note. They're not a, they're not been a good side. But yeah, now, like you said, going into that game at the weekend, Chelsea were hoping that they'd nick a draw. Like That was that was yeah. as best as, as they thought. So And that's the Chelsea have just spent half a... Billion, a uh, quarter of a billion pound in the summer. Yeah. Currently, still the best team in the world. Yeah. The world champions. <laughs> Finished Chelsea. third in the Premier League last year. Yeah. Um, and it's just a shambles. Yeah. Awful. Uh, awful. Absolute shambles. Yeah. Who still play the Love Island, the Love Island model yeah, right yeah. wing back? Who had a little? I don't know if you saw, but he had a on in the League Cup against City. He had a little chat with like Grealish and. <laughs> I think Phillips, Foden, and all obviously all the England England internationals and Loftus Cheeks like standing on the side, just absolute prat. But even their team, they, their team was so poor against Chelsea. Like I didn't. Yeah. One part of me thought they would threaten. Like they were just they had a little bit where I think Matt had a nice shot. With, um, Pope made a save. Mm. Got no striker. No. Like, yeah. Bro- Broja, Armando Broja is obviously a good young player. He should be nowhere near no. starting for Chelsea. Yeah, he, at the moment, like, it's too much for him at Chelsea. He had a good season last year at um, Southampton. Maybe got six to eight goals, mm. I think. I know he d- I don't think he got double figures. But then he's also in a team that's suffering and playing poorly, so that mm. isn't going to help him. But 
yeah, they're just a, they're not. They're, like we said, they played one good game this year against Tottenham at home, and they should have battered us. Apart from that, they've been very, very average. Yeah, they, Aubameyang sat there, sat there on the bench all game with a face like a face like thunder. Um, just, just nonsense, really. Um, Chelsea have now gone five Premier League games without a win. It's the first time since 2012. And none of Chelsea's previous five managers have lost three consecutive Premier League games. Where Potter's managing his first eight. <laughs> yeah, we'll get on to Chelsea, but yeah, they're um, yeah, it's not looking good for Chelsea, is it? Should we move down the le- move down the table and move on to Spurs? Yeah, let's move on to Tottenham. So that was a um, topsy turvy Saturday afternoon yeah, at, at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Just a roller coaster of a game, wasn't it? Typical Leeds and typical um, typical Marsh. Tottenham. It was typical Marsh, really, yeah. but. Yeah, the first half and... That was like a basketball game. <laughs> it was. I think, yeah, I think Marsh wanted it to keep going. He wanted overtime. <laughs> but, um, no, just because I didn't go, but I watched it when it was on Sky Sports when they talk about scoring the game. It's just 2-1 down at half-time. Just thinking, like, surely not. Like, this can't be happening again. Here we go again. <laughs> yeah. And then I think it went 2-2, two, 3-2 two, three, three, two to Leeds. And just thinking like what are we doing like so up and down why do we keep doing it why do we go one and down why is it 2-1 and then 3-2 and then, and then we just about scrape through and turn it around at the end it's just I'm not saying we should be at home and right Leeds at home should win 5-0 comfortable don't even have to get our first gear but bloody hell like we keep doing it it keeps happening when are we going to learn I just don't know what what we're trying to achieve at the minute at all I mean I'm saying it here with my Arsenal hat on firmly but and a few lucky goals in them four as well. Oh yeah, the, the first yeah. one, <laughs> it's the most blatant foul yeah. I've seen a goalkeeper yeah, yeah, ever yeah. see. And then I think two of them were deflected, and a, um, Ben Davis's one was, and I think one of Benton Cause was, yeah. I think his first one. But it was just like, what is going on this game? Yeah, I'd... yeah. So the, the goals were, like I said, the first one for us definitely. I, I don't know why they didn't give that as a foul. Um, but then their goals were just. A typical what we've seen all season, just yeah. awful, awful. Question mark, Lloris. Yeah, Lloris, Dyer, Royale, the midfield, Bentancur, Hoiberg in that same conversation. Just we don't get close to anyone. And fair enough, when you don't get close to them, whether they're Leeds or City, they're going to walk the ball into net, and that's what they did. It's just, it's just painful. Like, and then there's a stat that comes out saying Conte's first 38 games yeah. um, with Spurs have produced his highest points tally of any club he's managed ever in the first 38 games. So. I just don't know. It doesn't feel like that. It feels like we've lost 38 games. It's, yeah. it's it's very bizarre. It's so bizarre. Yeah, I found, I saw that. I got that stat in. I just thought, that is absolutely yeah. mad. Um, and that's the thing. We're, like, we're going, like you saying, going into the Christmas break, into the World Cup. We're fourth. We're finished top of the Champions League group. We're three points behind Man City. Like, sure, on the outside looking, surely that isn't terrible. Like, what are you all moaning about? And but, what makes that 38 games stat even more impressive is that in Conte's first 38 games for Chelsea, won them the league. Yeah. Yeah, but no, like, no, but even, yes, in that, that season he did, but he actually got appointed before, so technically his first three games he didn't actually yeah. do that. But yes, I know what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know, like got here on Conte, he's he's won a Prem, FA Cup with Chelsea, three Serie A's with Juventus from 2011 to 2014, again in 2021 with Inter Milan, two Italian Cups with Juve, so we keep getting this talk of the winning style when he's got a winning formula and things like that, but... At the moment, blood. I mean, it is a lot to do with Tottenham and the players. But then again, he had the summer. He's had the summer with this Pat- uh, Patrici fella, or Paratici, where his name is. 
to get in these players and we've given him loads of money we've given him the summer to do it or get something in and what have we got in from an outsider looking in um it's uh, your, your transfer window in january was obviously superb yeah brilliant. Court and yeah. Kulisieski, yeah that probably was the main reason you got top four yeah definitely because how, that's how the reason we won at the weekend uh, how many three. goal assists did Kulisieski get from january to to the end of the season at least 10 yeah. combined um he was that player that Arsenal needed that extra push mm. to get to get yeah, over and at the, the line. He's a he's a massive difference that you see. Like Benicol's a very good player, but Kulusevski is the game game changer for us. Yeah. You saw that at the weekend. Com- compared to your summer transfer windows, where Richarlison's got nothing, done yeah. nothing in the Premier League. Yeah. Um, we brought in Perisic, who's yeah. uh, like we said before, but a, a good professional, but he's a bit older. He's been playing forward, left wing back, left midfield. Like he's been all over the place. Longley's come in, just looks like a French Ben Davis. Like yeah. I just don't think he's that good. We still play Ben Davis. We still play Dyer. Dyer at one stage in his career for Tottenham was a fourth choice centre back. Isn't any good. Ben Davis, just gentle Ben. Like he's just, not, <laughs> he's just not going <laughs> to win you. A, he's not going to win you a, com- uh, a competition, is he? So yeah, just on Tottenham. Like I just don't think we've got the squad that Conte or whether this winning style is. Defensively, we're not good enough. Back five is horrible. The goalkeeper is not good enough to win us anything. Lloris, yes, he's a World Cup winner and he's been a brilliant, that classic brilliant servant to the club. But really, is he good enough right now for us to think we can go and win the league to go and win cups? No, no way. Not a chance. But Spurs have gained more points than any other team from losing positions this season. Got 13 points. Yeah, I know. And, and that shows that they keep, we they keep losing at half-time. Yeah, we obviously... That's what we play. We've seen the first half, we just go out and don't play football and then Conte thinks, right, Second half, get into them, and then they'll get, they'll turn it round, and sooner or later, that's just gonna bite us in the back. And we'll, yeah, it's I, I don't I, know, it's so frustrating. I do think against the better sides. Oh, this is stupid like, way to play. Stupid. The the example is I know you were unlucky last week against Liverpool, but you were two 0 down a two 0 down to Liverpool, and mm. the uh, you know you got it back to two one, and you could have made you get it, but you didn't. Yeah, exactly. For Leeds, you went you um went down three times, and then eventually got it back. Mm. Like but I said in the Marseille game, yeah. they should have won the game. We were one down, and we yes, we brought it back last minute. It's fantastic, but they should have won the game, and that's Marseille. Yeah. So, like you said, like Liverpool... Kolasinac is the yeah. reason you're not playing in exactly. the Europa League. Exactly, and you said Liverpool, yes, they are overall a very good side, but at the moment in current form, they're not They're not the same Liverpool, but mm. they still, like you said, got ahead. Most Salah will always put you to the sword. Yeah. Like, if, 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 um, Liverpool, where are Liverpool? Sixth in the league, and... Not not spoke about within, within the top four, so yes, um, yeah. we can't, we just cannot carry on. And January, like from January when we come back for the like after the World Cup, we just can't continue the way we've been playing. Okay, I, my main line here is Spurs getting over the line. Dot dot dot. Just, like, just yeah, th- uh, just I about. Think, yeah, I think we'll be right up there. Top four has to be what we achieve, and I think we we are we're obviously more than capable of doing it, but. Yeah, I think, like you said, it's going to be very, very tight. Um, and ultimately, we essentially live in Man City's world currently, but this season is compounded by Arsenal. And mm. that is, we can't avoid that. Like I said, we're fourth. We got through the Champions League top. Got a nice draw. Yeah, we got a nice draw. We're we're doing okay. Yes, we got knocked out of the League Cup. But if Arsenal were doing what they'd done previous seasons and sort of hovering around fourth, maybe just above us or fifth or something, you wouldn't be that fussed, but the fact Arsenal have won 12 out of 14, sitting top, 
that just makes everything worse. And that makes everything worse for Liverpool, Chelsea, United, all the teams. So, yeah, it makes what's happening at Tottenham and other clubs, you just it winds you up even more because Arsenal are top. Yeah, top eight points above yeah, about above Spurs. Could have quite easily been... Um, my maths is awful, but 11 if you if you had lost that game to, yeah. to Leeds. Leeds were the first team in 12 years, I think it was since 2012, to be leading three times and still lose. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they're a bit of a shambles at the moment as well. <laughs> yeah, Leeds. Getting better, just about. Yeah. Um, but moving from Spurs to United... Mm. Um, that was one of them games on Sunday. Oh, I I cannot stand United. <laughs> I don't know if really? the listeners have, sure. have got that. And it felt like an absolute sucker punch when um, oh, when they scored. Ganache scored oh. in the 93rd minute. I was like, oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not that, well, touch wood, not that hopefully should make any difference to Arsenal's season. They are still 26 points and Arsenal are on 37. They're 11 points behind us. But I was like, really? Yeah, I could have done uh, without that, but yeah, it was good. It was good for uh, Ganacho, wasn't it? Mm. Last minute winner, two one. And United are, s- are slowly, quietly improving. I would say. Yeah, I think we said it previously, but apart from that, obviously the start of the season they had a total mishap, and everyone didn't know what was going on. But apart from the City game, when they've gone absolutely got smashed, which most people that will happen to them, they've been pretty solid, haven't they? They've been okay. Mm. Ten Hag's come in and picked a few sort of players that he's played with all all um all the time every week and they they sort of steadied steadied what's going on really hasn't he yeah i think they were like i said from that city game they played very well a few maybe a couple of draws here and there mm. until the villa game where it was a bit of a surprise villa did him over 3-1 and then fulham they were lucky to get the win in the end the first half they dominated ericsson yeah. scored and should have scored a second and yeah. um it was a, a game of first it was ericsson's first goal for united dan james first goal for fulham and uh, Garnacho's first in the Prem goal. Dan Prem, James, sorry. very fortunate to miss out on Lose of the Week this week for not celebrating. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah, no, that, yeah, look straight. All well, the fans killed him all the time. Yeah. No one, not one United fan ever liked Dan, no, James. Dan James. And then he res- did the respect. Oh. Well, he's like Zaha went to United. Just don't even remember yeah. Dan James playing for United yeah. sort of thing. Just, yeah, a random one. But quick on that, um, Garnacho. Youngest overseas player to score for United in a European competition, obviously Thursday night. Uh, youngest player to record two assists in the game for United. Scores his first Prem goal in the 93rd minute. And then is the youngest 90th minute winner in the league since Makeda versus Aston Villa. When he was Makeda was 17 years and 220 odd days or something. So a very good little month for um, Garnacho, Alejandro. Um, yeah, well, let's talk about him quickly. It might be my... Like unconscious bias or something, but probably. Am I missing something on him? Like, <laughs> is is he meant to be this absolute world next beating, generation yeah. world beating star know. of the future that I've just been slept, I've just been sleeping yeah. on, and I know he's just scored, and now I'm th- and everyone's saying, "Wow, he's about to set the line." Yeah, yeah. Like, is he? I don't, I don't know. know. I, yeah, I don't know. He's one of them. Where, where's think. he been for the last fourteen games? Yeah. Though? But then someone, I think someone said at the weekend, but Rooney at 16, 17 was scoring hat tricks in the treble. Yeah, he was. Wayne Rooney was. He's is that mark. is that sort of world beater youngster up and coming? Like Garnacho is not at that level, but yeah, he's he's obviously new and exciting, and and the time that United are currently in, having something like that to sort of cling on to yeah. is probably quite exciting. So maybe maybe it's partially that. I mean, I was told this time last year that Armadillo was meant to be a world yeah, beater, yeah. and then. 
Then they signed him for like thirty-five million pounds, and now he's and he went to, to Sunderland. Yeah, he went to Rangers and then went to Sunderland. Now he's yeah. at Sunderland. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a bit salty about it all because <laughs> he scored the winner. But I was like, and everyone saying on the chat, "Oh, he looks great." Then he, I was like, "Yeah, he played like fourteen good yeah. minutes." Yeah, like, fair play to the kid. Yeah, like, no, he's, he, I, I know what you're saying, and yeah, I, d- I definitely. I don't know, you need to see a lot more from him, I suppose, and he needs to play a lot more. But he's again, he's young, so he's not going to get mm. as many opportunities. But, yeah, I mean, the month he's had, you can't really argue that. It's been brilliant. But, yes, I'm but not you don't, totally don't, on the bandwagon of, yeah. oh, my God, it's the next Cristiano I mean, Don't Ronaldo. get me wrong, obviously United fans are um, more in their rights to be excited yeah. about it. I, I thought Saka would be the world's best thing yeah. as soon as he took his first touch. I mean, yeah. you <laughs> can see why. But <laughs> um, No, I just I was just sitting there confused. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, there shout out Hyde. Yeah. <laughs> also, Uncle Hyde now as well. Welcome to the club, mate. <laughs> I was just sitting there. Thi- oh, <laughs> he's done it. He's done it. I just cu- I couldn't get over why um why he's getting such a big um plot. All the world the plot is a fool. And it, but even this stuff about him being a bad boy and like a bad. <laughs> I was like, where's this stuff <laughs> come from? Like, I know. I did, yeah, how's how how's this um persona being built yeah. up with this kid? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I've heard of him for like six weeks. Yeah, apparently well, he's got a bad attitude. He doesn't renown a celebration. He's definitely got bad teeth. So yeah. he, with his Christmas bonus, he goes to Turkey, <laughs> gets him sorted. But yeah, it was a very, very good goal. Um, good win for United. But yeah, they'll be they'll be more than happy with their start to the season, won't they? Quick um, yes or no? Will they finish top four? No, no, I don't think top four. Top six? I don't think top six, not top four. I think. Tottenham, Newcastle, even Liverpool will probably finish above United, I reckon. So Liverpool are, let's have a quick look. Um, 22, four, 20, behind. four points behind United. Mm. Um, for me, Liverpool finish above United. Yeah, I, I would say, I'd so. say so. I'd say so. I think they've, in terms of Liverpool and what they've done recently, they've had a, a very poor start to their standards. Yes, definitely. Well. Um, and we'll get on to them now because obviously yeah. we're talking about them, but... Um, yeah, I think in the new year, that's this little period off. Klopp will give him his his little moment to right figure out what the bloody hell is going on. Maybe invest in January. They might even don't know sell someone or a couple of players and move. move yeah, they've, on. they've got to buy someone in January in midfield. Personally, I think for me, yeah, um, Just, they won on the weekend, didn't they? Three one at home to Southampton. Nunes with a double. Pretty comfortable. I still game. know nothing about this player, Nunes. I don't know whether he's good, yeah. rubbish. Chaos. It just he Might just see at the World Cup could be a good opportunity for him. Well, they've got um, Nunes, Suarez, and um, Cavani, haven't they? Yeah, Ur- Uruguay. Yeah. Um, yeah, that could be an interesting one. Yeah, yeah. We'll save he, that. He's just a very interesting bloke. I actually really like watching him <laughs> because he's just. I just don't know what he's going to do. Yeah, he's just, he's a he's a strange old one. And quickly on like the World Cup, Liverpool. I think yeah, they've got seven players going to the World Cup. Allison. Trent, Van Dijk, Fabinho, Canate, Henderson and Nunes. Um, United got 14 going to the World Cup. City got 16. Tottenham 11. Chelsea 11. Arsenal 9. Newcastle 5. So Liverpool Newcastle with the least amount going to the World Cup. Which is quite interesting really. Could, mm. be, could be a good thing, could be a bad thing, who knows. But I mean, just all I know is Arsenal's 9 out of them 9. I think only starters, definite starters, uh, maybe 3. Mm. Party, I think even what's his name is the goalkeeper, um, Matt Ramsdale. Turner. Matt Turner. Oh. Yeah, but Ramsdale's going. He won't. Yeah, but exactly. Play he won't even play a minute. He's yeah. third choice goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, 
Even Ben White, I mean... Ben White might play play one or two games, might. Well, he should play every single game, but whether he does or not is a different question. Party will definitely start for Ghana. Mm -hmm. Um, Shaka will definitely start um, for Switzerland. Martinelli won't start. Martinelli won't start. Um, Whether Saka does, Mm. depends. Give or take, I would start him, but of course I'd start him. (laughs) Um, That's about it. Jesus, don't think he, he won't start. Um, yeah, and I'm yeah. I'm trying to think who else we got going. I think might have named them all. Jep, uh, Tomiyasu. Tomiyasu, yes, if he's fit, he'll play. If he'll he's fit, fit yeah. yeah. But yeah, just but yeah. a little like Liverpool, like I said, got them and Newcastle lowest amount of players going, so it could work in their favour. Have you seen that weird um, Dubai Cup? Have you seen that? Oh yes, Arsenal, Arsenal, Arsenal Leon, um, and Milan, and AC Milan, yeah, and, and Liverpool, Liverpool yeah, yeah. yeah, very bizarre. I mean, I don't know. It's obviously just another money maker, but. Yeah, what have you? Do you even have any interest in that? What is that about? Uh, it's pre-season friendlies. Just as, lo- as long as I can see Lacazette sweating, <laughs> yeah, in, sweating yeah, in the yeah. Dubai heat, yeah, running around. He'll love it. He would love it. Um, Get on the shisha. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just a couple of pre-season friendlies that Cedric Suarez is going to be playing. In. Yeah, yeah. So true. Maybe some goals ready. Yeah. <laughs> does, does that count towards his total? Well, I was going to ask you a question actually. I'll have, to, I'll have to go back to the first episode and watch it, re-listen to it, should I say. Um, well, I will get on to my Eddie Counter later <laughs> yeah, on. We'll, we'll, we'll I'm, I'm going full nerd on you listeners. <laughs> Did I say he would score more goals than any United player in all competitions? Yes, I think it was. A, but does that yeah. include internationals? Don't think so. No, no, just just, just, just club. club that was what yeah, I based yeah, it on, yeah. just club. Yeah. As long as your listeners are okay with that. Yeah. And if Rashford scores, if Rashford wins the Golden Boot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> golden Boot in the World Cup. I'm not having any of that. Oh, uh, I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, quickly on yeah. Liverpool. So, so this when they've played 14, 15 games, this sort of stage. In 2014-08, since then they've gone 6th, 3rd, 5th, 2nd, 1st, 1st, 3rd, after 14, 15 games. And obviously at the moment, they're 6th. So, like we said... They're sort of in unknown territory, aren't they? I mean, we don't really, we don't really know what's going on with Liverpool. I don't think Klopp does. They're not. They're so up and down, aren't they? They're all over the place. Mm. But like we said, I think they'll definitely improve in the new year. Probably sneak above United, I reckon, and potentially um, give us some bother. But yeah, I think Klopp definitely looking to the new year. I still think they'll sneak into top four, De- depending what they can do in mm. the Champions League. Um, Still have a good team in there. They're not they haven't turned back, but I do think no. they need an improvement in January in that midfield position. Uh, just yeah, to freshen it up. Definitely, yeah. Um just a quick one on the game. Obviously they won three one. Um Nunez got two. That was his th- fourth and fifth Premier League goal of the season. Mm-hmm. And Andy Robertson equaled Leighton Baines record of the most Premier League assists by a defender. Mm. Fifty three. Having played a hundred and ninety fewer games. That's pretty good. Which is quite impressive. Yeah. But it's also Yes, he's a good player, but he's been part of a dominant side that have been right up there. So yeah, yeah it's been shows how good he's good he is really. Even though I don't like him. No, he is a bit of a um, oh, he's a shit house. Yeah, that's the exact <laughs> word I was looking for. He's horrible. And um, no, I still think Liverpool will get into the top four. Um, but moving on to a club I don't think will get in the top four is Brighton. Yeah, I mean they're in this conversation. They Did are seventh and yeah. they've started very well, but not to just totally. Kill them. Yeah, to forget about <laughs> them. I, I, th- I do think they will. They will finish 
top half definitely. But below all those teams we've spoke about already. So I think at the moment, worst sort of best for them, they'll finish eighth. Yeah. I think Chelsea finish above them. Liverpool, all those teams are already above them. So. Yeah. But yeah, they two one loss at home, wasn't it, to Villa at the weekend? So 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 unlucky because of. I would say a top three horrendous vibe. Oh, the, yeah, the the Digne the pen- penalty, Digne foul. How's it not? How's it not a penalty? Carragher had it on uh, was on Sky and he sort of said this penalty like um, yeah. Rock back in his chair waiting for yeah. the penalty and he was like, check complete. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, just unbelievable. Because what part of that is check complete? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When when have you checked anything? He's, he's literally taken a chunk out of his oh. ankle, missed the ball. If you've not seen it, Digne was about to clear the ball. Uh, Solly March just taps the ball away as he's tapped it away. Digne follow like continues with his effort to clear the ball and just basically whacks March uh, March's leg. And um, yeah, like you said, the VR supposedly looked at it, nothing was given, and the game carried on. That is absolute shocking. I still couldn't believe it. That's ridiculous. And um, I think that would have made it two all at the time, wouldn't it? Or even two one Brighton. Yeah. Um, but no, they were unlucky in that they had a few chances, but. Um, I do think with Deserby, he's obviously make. They're still playing reasonably well, but I think yeah. they might just plateau out a little bit. Yeah, that um, sort of sums up their form. Two wins in five, two losses in a draw. So it's exactly what you just said. They've he's come in. They're playing a similar style, which is good to see. And then they've not totally fallen off the face of the earth. But yes, it's it's incredibly hard to come in when Potter's done what he he was doing um, to come in and sort of continue that. That form and and the mm. how they were playing really. I mean they were fantastic against Arsenal in the in the week in the um, Carabao Cup, deservedly three one winners, and they played really good. They made, they mm. made five or six changes, but they played yeah, really they good football. Good, they? In the cup, um, yeah. A couple of youngsters for them that I'd never heard about mm. that played really really well, mm. and um, that is it Mitomo Mitom Mitomo Mitomo he scored Japanese isn't he? Yeah, he's playing. He'll be at the World Cup. Yeah, he scored. Um, Lampty, he Lamptey, scored as well. Yeah. I think he's going Who as well. I really like. He's going. Yeah, he plays with Ghana now. He's in Ghana, isn't he? Yeah. Um, but they just looked a really good footballing team. So, like I said, they're not, they're not gonna, I don't think they'll finish in the European places, top six. No. If they did, that would be incredible. Maybe, mm, no, not seventh, eighth. The seventh still gets you um, conference league, doesn't it? Yeah, I think, no, I think they'll, I mean, Chelsea, t- unless they, I don't know, Chelsea might continue their form and have a stinking new year, but I can't see it. So, yeah, I think, um, Brighton, eighth place would be a very, very good season. Yeah, so let's move on to let's go on to the final one in this yes. European list is Chelsea. Mm. Um, just think, Chelsea must be the fans. Unless I, I said on the episode one that I saw them not being their true Chelsea mm. this year because they had a bad summer. I don't think Tuchel was happy. There was definitely something around the club, like you said, yeah. when it felt off. But and it was it was the American owners coming in wanting to stamp their authority. Mm. Like they wanted to sign Ronaldo. Mm. They probably still want to sign him now. Yeah, he, might, he might imagine that. Um, Comes back in January, turns out. They want, obviously want to put their American stamp on it mm. and be like, this is our club, not your club anymore. This is, We're not going to do stuff the Roman way anymore. Yeah. But I just look at their team and just think it's average, man. Yeah, they've, they've got a few injuries, but Potter has come in and changed... It seems like every game has changed something within the team. And it's a sign that he doesn't know yeah, no, his best, best 11. Yeah, exactly that. So, yeah, 1-0 loss, wasn't it? We watched it, obviously. Three row, um, three in a row they now lost. First time they've lost three in a row since Mourinho in November 2015, which is his last season in charge. And the Potter has achieved that after eight games. So, he's not started well, is he? He's sort of no wins in five, only two wins in eight 
in all competitions as well for Potter. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and that, and that, I think that form just sums his decision-making up with the constant change of sides and formations and tactics. So, I know it sounds outrageous, but how many more games or how many more losses has he got until it, the really, pressure yeah. really heaps on it? Because I'm talking, if it was Arsenal... He could lose ten, and I think it'd be all right. Mm. If it was Spurs, I don't know, but um, no, I, I've, Chelsea. I've, yeah, we're talking four or five losses. Mm. You're, you're well, he's, under, goal, he's, under, he's under pressure now, like big and, pressure, and that's what I'm. I want to say is that yeah, he's under pressure, and it's something the pressure he's not experienced for. Yes, he's managed at Brighton, and he's done really well with the Swedish club, and he's had other jobs and things like that in his life. But the pressure he's experienced right now is from Chelsea, and they demand the best, and they want and need the the best and the most success right now. They don't allow mm. a season and a half, two seasons. Bedding in, do they? Yeah, they don't, they don't have time for that. This is, this is something he has never experienced before and um, I think, I think they'll, they'll at least give him to the end of the season. Which sounds ridiculous because that's nothing but I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if, he get, if they get rid of him before that at all. Yeah, so no wins in five. Coming out of the winter break they've got um, Bournemouth in um, on Boxing Day, mm-hmm. and I think they've then got a, a, f- a couple of tough games. They've got Man City got coming. City, yeah, yeah. Um, if they don't win for the next like six or seven games, like they could really be in bother. Mm. Um, and, yes, they're Champions League. They got Dortmund draw. Um, I would imagine they should get through that. But if they don't, round of sixteen. Yeah, like uh, no, they've already got knocked out the Carling Cup. Yeah, I'd, I'd say. Dortmund's very difficult, I think. With, I mean, the way Chelsea are playing, it's very. I think that's yeah. Mm. Um, I'm not surprised if they go through, but yeah, they they have to play very well over two legs. But yeah, they I mean they failed to beat any of the current top seven. They've drawn twice and lost three times in the first fourteen games. So yeah, like we said, I think they're just Potter is in a position he's never been in before, and it's great he's been given the opportunity. But I think at Chelsea, he's. Even with new owners, like you said, it, it's a you get your unlimited time there, and mm. you have to perform now. And he's not so. And like I said, I keep banging on about it, but they are a team that finished third last year, mm-hmm. spent a quarter of a mi- quarter billion pound, and look awful. Yeah, <laughs> awful, yeah, awful. Like they bought a Bamian. Why? Like, why would a Bamian be a good signing? <laughs> it got Arsenal. Arteta got rid of him because he was bad and bad for the club, bad for the team. Moved away. Why would then? Oh, actually, let's get. Let's get Bangham back. And no. we'll, we'll yeah, I, that's one signing court. I just like you said. Why? That game against Arsenal proved exactly why oh. we. Want, why would you then no. go buy him back? I understand that maybe a Nottingham Forest or a Southampton getting him, but he's not going to go there for a start anyway. But no. yeah, why are Chelsea looking at a Bangham? Like Chelsea could have got any other striker. Yeah. And um, Tammy Abraham was still a buddy play for these. Yeah. Yeah, it's, they're, it's not. Yeah, it's just a strange one. And Potter, like we keep saying, is under massive pressure. I think yeah, January will get he'll get some funds, but then that also comes with added pressure. Mm. If he spends a hundred million pounds in January, and fluffs it, yeah, yeah. But then, like we're saying, we're saying Chelsea will spend in January. Liverpool will spend, or we're saying they need to. United will probably want to. Tottenham are talking about buying two or three players. Newcastle are then going to buy some players. Like it's just yeah, they can't all be, and they're all probably looking at very similar players. So it's going to be a real dogfight up there. So mm. yeah, very tough. Will they get top four for you? Chelsea, no, no. I think no, I, I don't think they will. I said like we'll go on to it, but I think I said first episode they would, but no, I don't think they will now. Who finishes higher, Chelsea or United? Man United. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd agree. Because United are good at Chelsea, were good at Chelsea away, got the got the draw, um, and yeah, they've got to play that return fixture. But yeah, I think United are in a much better position than Chelsea are. Yeah, I'd agree. With Newcastle finishing above both, I think so. Yeah, I, at the moment, I really <laughs> for some reason I really like Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> I won't like them for long when they're in the top four and then they do not ever leave the top four. Well, that was the thing I saw online. It was like, I can't remember where I heard it or yeah. heard it online. That said. Every, Newcastle is like um, everyone likes them, everyone's second favourite team at the moment everyone's enjoying yeah. their, their little bit of success yeah. until they get a bit of success and then once they get this top four oh, it's done it's over it's now one. I'm not leaving yeah, I'm not leaving and if Liverpool sort themselves out then the rest of us might as well give up because Newcastle will, will like City they will not leave the top but, four yeah, but like, as we said before with Liverpool the only reason Liverpool have been quite quite successful the last three, four, five years it's because they've been at a hundred percent every single year. Like mm. City are probably, I'd say they've had eighty yeah. percent of that. Yeah, but they're still, yeah, exactly. Well, right. and they're they're five points off top. Well, mm. Arsenal are probably aren't working at one hundred and fifty percent. Yeah, I don't think. I think Arteta might breathe now. I this think is, he just took his breath. This is Arsenal's best ever. Yeah, ever start to a season. Yeah, and they're they're only five points yeah. clear. Like, and like you said earlier, but City got rearranged. You've had a couple games go your way in yeah. terms of, and we've only played fourteen yeah, games exactly. And like, yeah. But I think, yeah, like saying about Newcastle, when they're identical to City, once they're in it, that's it. <laughs> bye <Yeah>. bye. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I like them now, but I probably won't like them in about a year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I think that wraps up our um, our title race and top six um, chat nicely. Um, we'll be back with mid season mediocrity and the relegation battle. Hello, listeners. It's former England and Premier League player Matt Jarvis here. Hope you're enjoying the episode so far. Remember to support the podcast by sharing with your friends and family and leaving that five-star review. Now come on, you irons, and stay loyal. So move on to the next few teams, take mid-table. Mid-table mediocrity. So in this little segment, we've selected Brentford, Fulham, Palace, Aston Villa and Leicester City. Yes. Um, I would say that those this little group are... Relegation is is a sort of on the back burner, if you like. They're not they're not totally concerned about that. Out of all these teams, only one team I think could potentially get relegated, and that's Fulham. Do you reckon? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so really? th- this segment is from sorry nine till f- nine, ninth till thirteenth, separated by two points. Mm-hmm. Fulham on nineteen, Brentford on nineteen, Palace on nineteen, Villa on eighteen, and Leicester on seventeen. Yeah. Exactly that, and they're just all a match of matches, aren't they? Yeah. They are. Fulham have lost two on a bounce, but obviously both against the Manchester clubs. Both um, in 93rd yeah. minute, 95th minute, exactly. last minute chances. One, two out of three previous to that, and a draw. They beat Villa at home, Leeds away, Drew of Evan. So it just sort of sums them up, really. That's And the other clubs have got a similar sort of track record. Yeah. And both them games were on Mitrovic. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah. What I will say is these five teams I've selected, well, we've selected, shall I say, um, they've all got something in common. Maybe not Leicester too much, but mm. the other four definitely. And that's this is what separates them from the relegation battle for yeah. me personally, is they all have a goal scorer. Yeah. Tony's sitting there on 10 goals. Mitrovic, nine goals. Palace have got Zaha, who will win a game off the back of a, whatever the saying is, <laughs> although he didn't on Saturday, missing the penalty. Villa... Danny Ings, Watkins, they're, they're pl- two players between them that can turn it on. Will yeah. get you fif- they will get you 15 goals a season between them. Yeah. 
that that's yeah m- maybe even twenty. And bear in mind the bottom sides, one player wouldn't even, wouldn't score ten goals. Yeah, no. exactly. Leicester, they've had Vardy over the years. Yeah. Uh, Madison between Madison Barnes and Vardy and yeah. Dakar, they've got fifteen Tillemans goals. Well. Tillemans, yeah. yeah, they've they've got goals in them. Yeah. And like we said with Wolves, they've got eight goals. They've got eight goals this season. Tony and Mitrovic have got more than them. Yeah. Like, yeah, and it's it's the hard that people say it's the hardest thing to do, isn't it? Score scoring a game of football, but obviously the Premier League, you'd, it's probably harder than anywhere to do it. So yeah, those those little bucks. Yeah, those sort of little four four or five sides. That's something exactly what the other sides don't have. But those players are invaluable, though. So Brett, Tony for Brentford is absolutely invaluable. We see Palace yeah. all over the years. So there's Aha. It's the only reason they're in the Premier League. They have been for all these yeah. years. Because he's their best ever player, and that's when Arsenal tried to get him a few years ago. They were like yeah. eighty million pounds, yeah, because that's what he's worth to them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm, but I'm sure you're glad you haven't got him. But yeah, he for that side, he's he's exactly that. He's priceless. So yeah, they just scream inconsistency. Leicester, they were awful at the start of the season, weren't they? Absolutely terrible. But they've sort of trending up. Their forms picked up, and now that is in the new year when you play Leicester. Not they're Leicester of old, where they're sort of top seven, that eight club, but. Yeah, now you're thinking, right, bloody hell, Rodgers is sorting them out now, they're, they're back to what they, they sort of capable of. Yeah, I think um, that's a, their, their only loss in their last five has been against Man City, 1-0. Yeah, and that's the thing, they've, they've, they, like I said at the start, they conceded a lot of goals at the beginning, but they've sorted that out. They're now, from Fulham down, they've got the best goal difference, they've got a level goal difference, so, yeah, Rodgers, they've stuck with him, but there was a little period, wasn't there, where they, there was talk and murmurs of mm. maybe replacing him, but... Yeah, he stayed there and he's he's picked it up, I think. Yeah. Ward, Danny Ward can't stop keeping clean sheets. No, he just yeah, he's <laughs> he incredible. Absolutely he loves it. it. Yeah, it's turning into an absolute FPL legend. Yeah, <laughs> I know he's been sat on my bench for about <laughs> six weeks. So, yeah. Um, but Villa back to back wins for Unai. Um, I think the World Cup has come at a really good time for Villa. Mm. Um, get two good wins in against Man United at home and Brighton away. I mean, I think any club in the Premier League would take would think would. If they came away with them, mm. two wins would be very happy. Yeah, very good start, wasn't it? Um, he now has a chance to assess his team. I don't think many of their players are going to the World Cup. Um, no. I'll good job, Mings. Good job, Mings didn't get in. I know the goalkeeper yeah. is minus. Yeah, minus. He'll true. start for Matt Cash. Yeah, Poland. the Polish Cafu. <laughs> um, he'll go. Konza's not going. Mings isn't going. Luka Digne shouldn't, but I don't think he's going. No. Douglas Douglas Louise won't go. Um, Buendia won't. Scotland didn't qualify. Buendia. Uh, I wouldn't even know. I would doubt it. Where's he from? Oh, he's Argentina. Oh, is he Argentinian? Oh. Yeah, I know he's been there a few times. Oh, he um, probably wouldn't start if he is going. Watkins, no. Ings, no. Jamaica aren't qualified. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. Uh, yeah, Jacob Ramsey isn't going. So Yeah, yeah no. It's, it's probably, yeah. like you said, two wins for Emery. Got a little few weeks here to, again, further implement what he wants done. Get him playing how he wants to, how he wants to do it. So yeah, probably be a good little yep. break for Villa. And I think I think Villa will finish tenth around that place, around yeah. that sort of area. And but then, like I said, when they're pointing, what, what else are they looking for? I know they want to yeah. go up. And cl- obviously, yes, they want to climb the table. But really, tenth is probably as bad as good as it gets from. Mm. Palace had a slow start to the season, a few disappointing results recently. But for me, they're always fun to watch. They've got exciting players. Yeah, Elise, Eze, Zaha as a front three. For me, Palace always are scry- crying out for a half-decent striker. Yeah, and they Anyone just haven't. Could, if you put Mitrovic or Tony in that team, I, I think they could be a, a bright, a, a dark horse for not maybe top six, seven. Like, 
they would they'd improve dramatically, wouldn't they? Yeah, like, I mean, like, yeah. and you say dramatically, I really like underline dramatically. Like, <laughs> yeah, they they would be serious. They'd be a serious yeah. team again. Like at the yeah. moment, Palace are oh, they're tough. Palace, but mm. they're beatable on their day. Like Palace could lose to Wolves tomorrow, but then they could beat. Um, Man City at the Etihad. They're yeah. that team. You never really know which one you're going to get. But yeah. they're always good enough to stay up. You put an Ivan Tony up front for them. Yeah. Behind a Wilfred Zaha and Eze and a Lise on the right. Like, mm. With the new decor they've signed. Yeah. And um, was it Gay at the back with Anderson, uh, Tyreek Mitchell. If they could sign a, a, a new right back. I mean, Klein's been a good Premier League servant, mm. but... Because Joel Wilde still plays uh, well. I think they're both washed They've been now. there forever. It feels like. like there's rumours that they're going to get Wan-Bissaka back in the summer. Mm. Maybe they're probably be a good sign yeah. of them. A bit like Zaha coming back. Yeah. Like when Wan-Bissaka's gone away, not quite good enough, but in that sort of environment, probably <clears> thrives <throat> off it. But yeah, they're, they're just one of them scenes, aren't they? They're, they're exactly, that's, is mid-table, we can't really, there's not much to talk about. There's not much to say good or bad. They are mid-table for a reason. So. Yeah, and their last five, um, one, three, lost lost two. Mm. Disappointing loss going into Christmas, losing 1-0 to Forrest. Yeah, Zaha missed missing pen. another mm. penalty. Um, yeah. He was also unlucky, uh, lucky to miss out of my losing. He was, week. yeah. Jack we'll was round. I didn't, know, I didn't know who to pick for that, but he was on my list as well. Jack was round on, um, mm. on Saturday, oh, yeah, watching yeah, the yeah. game. And... Yeah. Um, we thought let's put a let's put a few bets on some goal scorers. So I put is it Kane, Moore, Zaha, and who was the other one I had? Do you have a Newcastle? But no. Um, yeah, is it Joe Linton? Joe Linton or something like that. But you like you needed Zaha basically. And literally within two minutes, of it, I literally mm. put it on the Kane and Moore both scored, yes. and then Zaha was up. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. And um, but, I thought, yeah. how am I going to get three out of five, three out of yeah, four already? Yeah. They Zaha went to the city ground, didn't they? And, and then like, Zaha's on the pen. Put a penny wide, my God. Yeah, shocker. In the bin you get. <laughs> um, but they'll always be good enough. Um, and like we said, mid-table, not really much to... No, it's just... It's weird, isn't it? They're all... Like, like here, I'm looking at the table, but they've all won five games. Brentford have won four, but drawn seven, so they've drawn mm. way more than... Re- that's the most draws in the league, so they are just exactly where they should be. Mm. There's there's not much to it. Should we move on to the to the old relegation? Yeah. Um, yeah like, Trying to, try to read out the teams we've included. <laughs> so we've gone from obvious um, after what we've just been talking about. But yeah, Bournemouth down. So Bournemouth, Leeds United, West Ham. I repeat, West Ham are in a relegation battle. Everton, Nottingham Forest, Southampton, Wolves. So let's go from points wise. Bournemouth sit 14th on 16 points mm-hmm. and Wolves 20th on 10 points. Um, so six points between the bottom four plus three, seven, bo- yep. bottom seven. Yeah. Um, I think Bournemouth are really slipping. Yeah, and, and really slipping. I, I keep watching stuff and seeing things, and they're going on about Gary Neal and what a great job he's done, and these and even Bournemouth fans are saying that I don't know they they would take seventeenth tonight, but they're saying oh he steady the ship, steady the ship, but in their last five, lost four out of five. So Chelsea up next. Yeah, I don't really. Don't really get it, and they they beat Everton at home. Good result, a poor Everton side, but yeah, very good result. And then, yeah, they've 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 played Southampton, lost, played West Ham and lost. Obviously, Tottenham and lost at home, and they've played Leeds. So all teams that are below them in this relegation battle. But apparently, Gary Neal's doing a great job and steadied the ship. So, I mean, I, if he's asked me six weeks ago, I'd say yeah, he was doing a good job. But now, is he doing any better than Scott Parker would have done? No, and that's the no, question. but that's the yeah. is it time for Bournemouth to get a manager? Yes, and not Bielsa. Yeah, Bielsa. What? <laughs> Honestly, that as someone said it, but that is so far from Bournemouth. They are yeah. total opposite 
ends of the spectrum. Like Bielsa basically plays basketball, and Bournemouth are nowhere near that. They're absolutely nowhere. Near, I think they're they run running stats at the lowest in the league. They're just totally opposite to what Bielsa is even thinking about when he wakes up. So yeah, I think that'd be an awful. I would point stay away from the the um, uh, Bielsa myth. Yeah, that, that's a surely that can't happen. Surely just give not surely, but Dyche. I'd rather give yeah. I'd get Dyche in tomorrow, but I'd rather give O'Neill the permanent job than than get Bielsa in. But who knows? So Bournemouth, Leeds, and West Ham all sit on four wins apiece. Um, two points separate them two teams. Mm. Um, all lost at the weekend. Um, Leeds unlucky. I think they played quite well. Obviously, they played well away at Spurs, um, but back-to-back losses for them now. Yeah, Leeds have lost three out of the last five, and they've conceded twenty-six. And similar theme with a lot of these sides, but they concede a lot of goals and and struggle at the other end. Well, yeah. Le- Leeds actually one. Leeds has scored one, twenty-two. Yeah, one positive for terrible. Leeds is that Somerville was the first Leeds player to score <laughs> scoring four consecutive Premier League games mm. um, since two thousand and four for Leeds, and then Rodrigo matched this shortly after with his volley against yeah. Spurs, and it's the first time two players have ever done this in the same team in the Premier League history for really? two separate players to score four goals yeah, consecutively. Yeah. You think of all the great. Um, teams and players yeah. uh, strike partnerships mm. your, your Yorks and Coles or even Son and Kane like recent yeah. times yeah. to to score four goals in a trot each is, is quite and something that's uh, that yeah. Somerville and Rodrigo are the first yeah. ever partnership to do that and I yeah I, yes that is great but and even the weekend yeah oh, it's so good to watch so good to watch but essentially they've lost the game they lost 4-3 against Tottenham oh, yeah 100% and you can say oh it's brilliant to watch it's exciting well yeah but you're just slipping down the table. It's another loss and you've come away from that game with zero points. So is it that great? Probably not. I was absolutely gutted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, what's that? The if, clip. If we could have clipped his, um, I'll have to get it. To clip his thing, he was absolutely fuming, Marsh. Um, I mean, rightly so for the first goal. Um, but as a neutral, they are quite fun to watch, Leeds. They are quite fun, but it's even funnier listening to this man. We'll play it once again. Got it. Uh, I feel like somebody ripped my heart out. <laughs> <laughs> He's a hero. What a hero, Marsh. I'll be sad when he gets sacked. Mm. But as with Leeds, um, it's just their back four, isn't it? It's that we said you said it at the start, but at the start of the season, they are just championship. They just scream championship players. Ailing Liam Cooper. Mm. Again, they've been that sort of cliche, brilliant servants. But are they good enough for the Premier League? Probably not. Do you think they're going to stay up? No, I think they're they're going down. The leads are slipping. I reckon, yeah, yeah. I think Leeds will Leeds will be one of them. I don't know who will come out, but I think I would say two of the current bottom three and Leeds. Leeds when they come back from box when they come back on Boxing Day, Man City, ow, yeah. Um, West Ham sixteenth. Yes, lost four of their last five. West Ham have lost nine games this season already. That's the same as Wolves, same as Southampton. Both same as Wolves, is it? Both lost yeah, nine wow. games. Um, Minus five goal difference, 17 goals conceded, yeah. And the last time West Ham done this in the first 15 games, which is what they've played up till now, they lost 10 ga- They lost ten of their first 15 in the 76-77 season. So, if you think of the times they've been relegated in recent recent times, they've obviously lost less than that. And they're currently, like I said... Two of the bottom three have lost nine. West Ham have lost nine. 
and only won four games. So yeah, they're in a they are in a bit of bother, and that is the that's the question I've got is is it a new beginning? Is it time for Moyes to vacate the seat? Um, but like I like I've said previously on the podcast before. I do think this is a sort of a transition period for for West Ham. Like I said, their new signings haven't really bedded in very well. Um, it will take time. Um, I just think they've been sort of found out a bit this year. Yeah. Moyes seems a bit stale. Yeah, um, it's that speaking to the Maynard brothers yes. at the weekend, they seem a bit fed up with. They said they don't want him to go, but they yeah. need him to change something. Big T and little T had their yeah. say, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> whether they can, whether it's. Stop playing Creswell, they were saying, or yeah. switch up the formation, play a three, sometimes play a five. Yeah. Or, I think um, you, you mentioned it, or you, we were talking about it earlier, but with Moyes, and you look at his history and what he's done, mainly Everton, because obviously that was his sort of prime prime Moyes era, but like at West Ham this summer, he's been given a lot of money and spent a lot of money on so-called better players, but they're obviously not in the league, they're not performing right, they're not, they're not doing what Moyes requires, so... Does Moyes actually thrive off a, a lesser, smaller budget with a squad that will run and fight and kick and I can do everything they want for Moyes and maybe likes a Paqueta and Skamaka and nothing. Uh, maybe they are too good for Moyes and West Ham. Who knows? I, I didn't actually think of that, but I was thinking in my head you've actually brought up a really good point there. Moyes thrives on players like your Craig Dawson's, Unknown. your Mikel Antonio's, yeah. um, Going back to Everton days, your Stephen Pienaars, mm. your Tim Cahills, who were Fellaini's, who were cheap players yeah. who they brought like Thomas Sujek, for example. No one knew who the hell he was. No, um, people have heard of Paqueta. People have heard of whether they attitudes clash. Yeah, because he can't get his point across to them. Yeah, um, what he's trying to make, and that's a really good point. That might that might just be a, a personality clash. Yeah, Is it might it? might be a reason that. He didn't do very well at Man United. Yeah, because yeah. United, he's with bigger egos. They might not say they didn't respect him. Better or players, but yeah, bigger on lots more money. Way getting paid way more. They're buying players for way more. Mm. And yeah, maybe this summer, Moyes deserved to stay. Deserves the job at West Ham and and shouldn't have been sacked over the summer. But maybe that the way he succeeds is not by spending loads of money and going out and getting these so-called better players to then come back to his club and play that still counter-attacking defensive style that that Moyes does well on. So, it's, yeah. Mm. And the thing is, ultimately, they're, they're not getting results. And I've spoke to a few West Ham fans and, yes, at the minute, they're saying they're all, all very similar noise. It's just it's just abysmal. It is just terrible, mm. terrible football at the minute. And getting knocked out to Blackburn in the Cup. Yeah, and that doesn't help it at doesn't all. It help, doesn't no. help his week at all, no. But it, it, on a positive note, I do think they're two or three wins back-to-back away from being put in the mid-table mediocrity. Yeah. Um, and th- yeah, they're they're, yeah. they're in the next round of the Conference League. Yeah. I don't I don't think they're going to get relegated. Like, I think they're too good to go down. I'll be very surprised if they do. I'll be very happy if That's they do. The moon, but I'd also be shocked. I'd be very very shocked if they do because still like we said, like I just said, they got Paqueta, Skamaka, Declan Rice. They've still got very very good players. Ben Rama's a good player. Bowen is a good player. Mm. Um, but at the minute, it's, maybe they just want those sides that this little break will give them a little reset and we'll, we'll go again in the new year. It might be good for them, but. Mm. At the minute, yeah, they're firmly involved. Um, so going from a club, I think, too good to go down to one, I think, is potentially too big to go down, but yes. I think they really could. Their, their manager is the favourite to be sacked next. Is he? Yeah, Fat Frank. Fat so, Frank. Actually, a quick one before we move over. 
Moyes, 5-1 to be sacked. Lampard, 3-1 to to be sacked. They're the two favourites. Well, yeah, that's, if you look the clubs below Everton, West Ham, obviously Forrest are sticking by Cooper, but Southampton changed their manager. Wolves have changed their manager. Yeah, Bournemouth haven't got a manager, have they? So No. Yeah, Frank uh, Lampard could be... It was quite... Um, Unsavory scenes, wasn't it, at the end of the game against Bournemouth? So yeah, shirts thrown, yeah, things yeah. thrown back. But can you blame them? Two trips to Bournemouth, yeah, in, in the, four days. Yeah. A four-one, a four-one loss, and a three-nil loss. Mm. My God, one goal conceded. Seven. Any team, I don't care. Even the stat, maybe well, League Two, I could probably get away with it. But even like League One, going to Bournemouth, and losing seven, <laughs> but shipping Sterile. seven goals. Yeah. That is wow. true. That is so true. Everton sitting 17th, 15 games, three wins, five draws, seven losses, minus six goal difference. No goals in three games as well. Massive, massive game on Boxing Day. Lopatelli's first game. Yeah, big Wolves. That is a huge game, in fact. Wolves win that. They Wolves go within a point point of Everton. Goodison, that'll be raucous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that'll be quality. that may be on <laughs> <Great> Sky. Great word. <laughs> that may be on Sky. No, they're all on Amazon. Oh, even better. I'm I'm pretty sure, I could be wrong, that all Boxing Day games are on Amazon Prime. Yeah, that's a and if Amazon want to sponsor me for that, shout out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're no, really I welcome. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Everton, no goals in three games. West Ham, one goal in three. So similar to what we've been saying, obviously Wolves just don't understand that you have to score goals to win games. Yeah, just all those sides at the bottom struggling, don't they? Massively. I mean, I, I did find a, a, a very funny um, comment that Simon Jordan made on um, TalkSport. Um, I mean, we are a very inclusive podcast. <laughs> but he did go, I don't think it helps when your main striker is getting pictured on the LQ magazine. <laughs> walking around with a, hair, with a handbag. Yeah. yeah, and wearing jackets as trousers and trousers as jackets. Yeah, just, what are you doing, mate? Yeah. He, uh, what's it, happened to him? I, don't, I, don't, I know he's yeah. been injured here and there. but I don't know. He's, I think his injuries have taken over, but... With um, Calvert-Lewin, obviously, we're talking about when he's in the Everton's team, he is—he just makes them look better. They might not, they still might lose the game, but I do. Th- when he came on against us the other week, yes, they were rubbish and we beat them. But I thought, right, Calvert-Lewin's on—that's that's more of a danger. Um, but yeah, he just hasn't been involved, has he? I don't know what his minutes are, his games, but he feels like he's hardly played. Yes. Yeah, so you made a, you made a comment last week about. Um this spend they had there, they had no spend under Rafa, and yeah, then they yeah. spent Lampard, X amount yeah. with Lampard. In the summer, they've brought in, off the top of my head, um, Dwight McNeil, mm-hmm. a um, winger from a relegated team that didn't score any goals. Yep. Um, they've brought in a Wolves centre-half, he's actually done all right, to be fair to him. Mm. A relegated Burnley defender. Like, that's what, they, what are they really improving yeah. on? Like, they're yeah, just, they're and that's so what that's, that's uh, you saying that as well. It's sort of that's a good point because a lot of relegated sides or teams that are near the bottom, when teams get relegated, they go and nick their players, thinking, "Oh, he's got experience," or "That's right, he's done it in the prem." But yeah, they've done it, but they've just been relegated. So mm. you're not bringing in team players that are going to suddenly push out a table and compete like like you just said there. He brought in two or three players all from teams that are, are worse than Everton. Yeah, it's bizarre. I don't I mean, know why. Sometimes it, it winds you up. Yeah. But um, when people do it. They um, they just look piss poor, mate. Yeah. That's the only way uh, yeah. I can say it. They do, and and Lampard definitely. There was, I think the Everton fans are behind him, and they they like him because I think he's sort of re- rebuilt the connection between Everton and the the fans and the players and stuff, which is great. But 
ultimately, you want to stay in the league. You don't want to be fighting around 17th, 18th place. So. Mm. Talking about built, I'm obsessed with watching videos on the <laughs> stadium. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The construction of their new yeah. stadium, yeah. I will have to go to the stadium. I've never been. Have you ever been to Goodison? No, never, never. So this is their penultimate season. Mm. So I need to go this. I need to go sometime next year. Yeah, um, yeah. even if, good though, even it? if it's if I can't get tickets for the Arsenal game, I'll have to go like something. Yeah, Palace versus <laughs> um, Everton, sitting the home end. Yeah. But um, I think they could get it. it. The longer they keep Frank, the more chance they've got of getting relegated. Mm. They stayed up last year because of Richarlison. Then I don't have Richarlison. Yeah, and Cavalier, but Cavalier's not yeah. fit ever. It seems so. Yeah, and they, they always says and Lampard comes out when he's fit, blah, when they get players back. But you haven't got these players back, and you're losing games. You're, like you said, you, you've got beat by Bournemouth twice in a week. It's, yeah. I mean, I don't mean to be horrible, but they're all been being uh, what's the word? Singing Awobi's praises. If Alex Andre Awobi has been your Is best the player answer, of the season, yeah. if that's the answer, then what mm. the hell's the question? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like yeah. he's an absolute bog standard player. Yeah. Who can't hit a barn door? <laughs> I'm sure in a, um, a team surrounded by better players, probably doesn't look out of place. But he won't great Arsenal. <laughs> no, but Everton need need so much more than that, don't they? They just need so much more than that. Yeah. Um, should we move on to the bottom three? Yeah. yeah Forest, Forest, Southampton, and Wolves. Mm. So Forest, a really important home win um, against Palace at the weekend. Yeah, they've, I'd say I'm just quickly on for it. Their last five, they've done okay. Two wins, two draws, and a loss. That's that is sort of the, sort of just below sort of mid-table form. And a cup win. Yeah, they yeah of course. <laughs> I'd like to forget about that one. But that the yeah recent form, they've done okay. Looks looks all right. They're they're fighting. They're, they've moved up the table. I know they're still bottom three, but yeah, I think Forest just need to keep battling basically and just make everything a scrap and just see where they end up. If they finish seventeenth, they'll be over the moon, wouldn't they? Mm. Morgan Gibbs-White is really starting to put his mark on mm. there now, scoring a few goals. And Lingard looked, looked all right. He, looked, he didn't score. I don't think he scored or assisted or whatever, but against us and the, the game at the weekend, he looked a bit more lively, he scored didn't against he? against you, didn't he? Did he? Oh, yeah, of course he gritty. did. Little, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I totally forgot about that game. So. Um, that was his first goal for um, for Forrest. Yeah. But when you signed Serge Aurier, yeah. Is there any surprise that you can see the most goals in the Premier League? <laughs> 30 they sit on. Yeah. Um, minus 19 goal difference, the worst in the league. Mm. Um, that's yeah. a, that's something they're going to have to improve. They're going to have to do something about in January. Sign, I don't know. So, some They, they need a centre-half. So, like they like, signed Willy Bolly, I think, but I don't think he's even played mm. for them. It's like, the, it's like Leeds, really. But uh, the, the back- Steve Cook, isn't it? Yeah, Steve Cook plays Worrell and... Warrell, like yeah. I don't even know who Warrell <laughs> yeah, is. Warrell, like, you're going down. Warrell is just championship. Yeah. Is there ever going to be a yeah. Warrell? No. <laughs> no. And there's that other guy, I can't remember his name, the dark haired centre half, but again, a football league player, basically. It's, yeah, they, they are conceding goals all over the place, apart from when they play Tottenham, but yeah, I think they're, they're, they'll be happy, I think. And the little run they've had. Last mm. sort of four or five games, they'll be they'll be happy. One thing I will say on Forest here is they really need to make their home form really count and get mm. th- and win, beat the teams around them, and make. Yeah. Um, what's the stadium called again? What's that? Sorry. What's their stadium called again? Uh, I think it's the City Ground. City Ground. Make yeah. the City Ground a fortress. Yeah. Because if they can win the vast majority of their home games or get points and not and 
even pick up the odd like three, but they could beat a Chelsea there or yeah. well, make like, an upset. Like exactly what I like said. They beat West Ham there. They, These they, five, the last five, they've done. They got beat Barcelona five nil away. Yep, conceding five is best bad. Best team in the league. But <laughs> <laughs> on current form, best team in the league. You can't argue that it is what it is. But they beat Liverpool at home. They've drawn with Brentford at home, and then they beat Palace at home. So yeah. that is what exactly what you're saying is that the teams around them and up and in around them, they need to get results. That is what their their aim is to do. But that's what I said. If you don't have a goal scorer like a Mitrovic or a Tony, mm. then make sure your home form yeah, is good, exactly, like, very yeah. good. That's what yeah. Brentford set up last year because mm. their home form was. Then they went on a run of eight mm. losses on the trot away, but home form win. Sorted them out, yeah, win. yeah, yeah. Make it hard to cope. Make it hard to come by. Mm. Like get the get the atmosphere up. Wet, rainy like Bolton used to be the best of it. Like, yeah. Wet, rainy night at Stoke. Yeah, no yeah. one likes going there. No. But so, I remember, the perfect example is. Arsenal versus Stoke in the Premier League. We had a horrific record mm. against them at um, Stoke's ground. Yeah. Emirates, hundred percent win rate. Yeah, yeah. But there was every year. It doesn't yeah. matter what, <laughs> what where Delaps throws didn't even exist at the Emirates. <laughs> we wiped the floor of them. Yeah. Went there and we were shambolic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what Forest, I think, will be that sort of team. There's if they no, want to start, there's no they way have Arsenal to, go to the City ground and win five nil. No. Because they just they just roll over like that. There's no there's no way uh, that Villa. Uh, um, Forest go to Anfield and win one nil. No, that's that, that's the yeah they've got to and and I'm sure Steve Cooper is more aware than anyone about that. But and I think Forest are one, a, a handful of teams have that ability to make that ground really unpleasant. So mm. I don't know. I'm going to run for him. I don't think Brighton have that ability to do that. Southampton, no um, way. Southampton, no. Um, Leicester, maybe not. Bournemouth, no. But a club like Palace. Villa, Villa do. Palace do. Mm. Um, Brentford Leeds did last year, didn't Leeds they? Leeds do. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's... um, I, Yeah, I don't think they'll be... They're obviously buzzing. They're back in the Prem. So they just want to stay in the Prem. So the little spurt they've had recently is is good for them, I think. But yeah, two below them. Southampton Wolves. Have been diabolical. Yeah, shocking. It's um, a massive two task. Two established Premier League clubs mm. have been... Who's the biggest surprise that you have out of these two for you? Um... I would say Wolves, I think. Yeah, I'd agree. Maybe I'd Wolves. I know that everyone looked at it before and they said what they've done. They've, I think they got rid of a couple of players and things changed. And But yeah, I'd say Wolves. I think even against um, Arsenal, they, they played relatively good football. They don't, they're not horrible to look at and you still think of them being a half-decent side, but they just obviously don't know where the goal is. But yeah, Wolves being rock bottom, 10 points is pretty rough. Lost more games than they have scored goals. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I've just got here. It's just a wins. massive, massive task for Lopetegui and and Nathan Jones at Southampton. It's just two huge jobs to keep them in the league. Yeah, it's a big surprise to me them being down eight goals scored. Lopetegui mm. takes over after the World Cup. I think that's a bit of a cop out for him. How, it's a how, random how one. How long have we known he's going to be manageable for three mm. weeks? There's three games. That, that's potentially nine points, mate. That you just I'll take over for yeah. the World Cup. Strange one, because his CV's incredible. Mm. I think he's Spain's national coach, uh, Sevilla and things like that. So, um, he's been at some of the biggest clubs, biggest jobs in the world, but it's so bizarre. He's got he's now currently in charge of the team that's 20th in the Premier League. It's very strange. He was at Molyneux on Saturday night. Why on mm. earth is he not in the dugout? Yeah. 
like I, I get it if you've been taken over on that Friday <laughs> and you want to have but you've been taken mm. we've known about this for at least two podcasts mm. <laughs> oh, why are you not just doing you doing yeah. your job you're getting paid for but then like we said Everton they got Wolves on the on the 26th Southampton play Brighton when they returned 26th Southampton so. Nathan Jones he was a perfect example took over got the job played straight, straight away yeah. at Anfield yeah 3-1, not the end of the world. Like no. I think, they look, I think Alisson had a good game. He made some mm. good saves and obviously they got a goal. I didn't really take much notice of it. Liverpool 1-3-1, so he didn't really look into it. But obviously for him, Nathan Jones, that's, that is, is what his first game. Liverpool away, that's not what he's there for. He, like yeah. we are saying about Forest, home form is where they'll hope well, for them. They're safe, they'll stay up. But yeah, they're, they're right down there and they're, they're down there for a reason. They've just been awful, haven't they? Like, if you look here, last five, one, um, one, one, lost three, drawn one. So, I think Southampton will get out of it. I think. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's strange, one. It? It's so so bizarre. Weird, weird bottom three. Oh, I'm not really sure. I can't picture what Lopakelli's going to do. He's got the same sort of aura for me that Unai Emery has, but mm. has he got the fight to get? He's got no Premier League experience. And I know it's early days, and they say, "Oh, it's Christmas." Or it's Christmas, quote unquote, Christmas. Isn't there only two teams that have ever been stayed up at bottom of Christmas? Mm. I think it's two or three maybe have stayed up. Um, so he's got an almighty fight on his hands. Yeah. It's, um, as it keeps saying, it's very hard and it's very, very difficult. And we don't know about much about um, Lopetegui really. And we don't know much about Nathan Jones at Southampton. Mm. I just think Southampton's squad and obviously Wolves' squad at the minute is just all over the place, isn't it? There's just, they're just nothing... Nothing like good. Wolves play Everton on Boxing Day. If Everton win that, they go seven clear of Wolves. It's <laughs> a big yeah. gap. And like I said, Everton are seventeenth. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think yeah, that's I say that's the league really. I mean, though, it's yeah, pretty much sums it all up. I'd sums say. it all up really. I hope they haven't bored you too much on that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, like like we said about the mid table, it's not. I mean, there's obviously if you support those teams, you can go into it and talk about here here and there, but. Yeah, there's not much you can say about them. The bottom, I'd say, like we said, 14th down is a big relegation fight in the new year. A quick one for you before we go into a quick break. Off the top of your head, your biggest flop and your biggest surprise out of the 20 so far in the opening 15 slash 14 games. Just team or players or team. whatever, yeah. Team. Oh, biggest flop, team-wise. Biggest flop. Mm-mm-mm. I'm going to put your mighty hammers down there. No. Dig them out one more time before no, no, Christmas. I'll, I'll let them have Christmas <laughs> off. Biggest flop team-wise, I will go with... I'll go with Wolves. It's obvious they're sitting 20th, but yeah. I just wouldn't I would expect 100% them. agree with yeah. you. They're, they're probably one of the... Well, not one of the last teams. But yeah. yeah they're just... A, for recent times, they've just been solid little 12th to sort of 15th, mm. creeping into the top half, like... Yeah, I just wouldn't expect him to be there. Got in and Europe then, once, isn't it? Under Nuno. Yeah, exactly. I just, yeah, very... And biggest overachievers? Newcastle, definitely. You, are you more surprised Newcastle were third than Arsenal were top? Oh, yeah, true. No, I would say... Or Fulham in ninth. That that blows my <laughs> mind. <laughs> no, I'd say the what Newcastle are doing at the minute, yeah, I'd say... New, I mean, yes, Arsenal being top, that is quite incredible and never no one would have said that no one would have predicted that but I think Newcastle sitting in third yes there's people saying they've spent money but if you actually look at the squad they haven't got a ball 
Ronaldo, Messi, and Mbappe like the bit everyone yeah. thought they would. Do you know what I mean? Like they've still got Chris Wood starting up front. They've still got Dan Byrne and Longstaff in playing in the middle. So yeah, I'd go with Newcastle. What about yourself? Um, I would agree with you on Wolves. Um, they have been horrific. Yeah. Um, and actually, was I'll go with Fulham. Sitting in ninth, I didn't think mm. they would be in ninth whatsoever. Um, and they're two points below um, Chelsea, three below Liverpool, and they've just had back-to-back defeats against City and United yeah. by two 95th and 94th minute goals that I do think the goalkeeper should have done better with both of them. Um, they also conceded an 89th minute winner against Arsenal, another one that the goalkeeper should have done better with. Um, they've played Liverpool, they've played Spurs, they've played... Both Manchester clubs. Yeah, they've played a lot of teams. They've played Newcastle. They've lost to every single one of them teams apart yeah, from yeah. Liverpool, but they're still ninth, and they're yeah. still only a point. Like they're picking up teams, they're picking up points against the teams that are below them, basically, mm. and that's keeping them in really good stead. Mitrovic has been superb, and I've yeah, been really it. impressed of how they've how they've handled this season. Because normally Fulham, like the joke is, Fulham up, Norwich yeah. down, Fulham, uh, and vice versa. Yeah. And for me, Fulham aren't going down. No, no, I think they they're looking all right. Like I said, when Mitrovic plays well, they're at home, for example, like we keep saying about Forest and Southampton, Fulham are at home look a good side. Yes, they lost um, at the weekend, but yeah, with uh, their best team they got, they they look a very tough team. Yeah, I think that um, ends that segment nicely. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Do you have a little break? Yeah, we'll have a break, and we'll be back with the next part. Right, here we go. Team of the week time. The final team of the week before the Christmas break. Um, so we obviously watched uh, the evening games in the pub. And that's where we're going to start with our man between the sticks. Mm. We had, uh, me and Jack were torn between Ramsdale or Pope. Um, two English goalkeepers who have kept six and seven clean sheets respectively. Um, but we actually thought in terms of performance... Ramsdale obviously kept a clinch, didn't do anything apart from one yeah. Wolves fans up. Yeah, he wasn't. Um, yeah, I don't think he made a save game, to make. Yeah. Um, whereas Pope was 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 pretty good and made some great saves and it's continued yeah. Newcastle's superb superb yeah. run. I think Pope had a good game. I think he made one or two good saves. Um, Chelsea weren't brilliant, didn't offer a lot going forward, but yeah, I think Ramsdale was could been count itself unlucky not to be in. Yeah, but, yeah, it's been part of Arsenal's success and why they're doing well. Um, but like we're saying, he hasn't actually necessarily made loads of saves. Um, so yeah, Pope. Allison had a good game for Liverpool as well. But um, yeah, Pope goes between the sticks. And we'll start with talking about Liverpool first defender, Robertson. Yes, like I mentioned earlier, Robertson became the all-time leading assist maker? Taker? <laughs> assist. Just roll with it, yeah. That was assist it. maker. <laughs> um, Goal maker. As a defender in the Premier League, 53 beating Leighton Baines. Um, two great assists um, for uh, I think the first one was for for, B, for for Mino sorry and then for Nunes um, and just a real solid display from yeah it was good he was I think he was touch and go whether to be in the team last year because mm. I think he's last year last week sorry against Spurs he played really well mm. and um, yes it's gone good form at the moment yeah and next to him we're putting Dan Byrne 
Um, Big Dan Byrne. Yeah, <laughs> the monster Dan Byrne with four fingers. So, <laughs> yeah, he's just I just quite like him. I think Tottenham should have got him months ago. But, um, yeah, just an absolute man mountain. And, again, similar to Pope, massive reason why Newcastle have been so good. And, really, Dan Byrne's in there because... I don't know what point of the game was, but I sent the video to Tate and he just absolutely cleaned one of the Chelsea players out. The ball went out of the stadium, I think. So, yeah. Could, but that epitomises... Can support that. That epitomises that back four at Newcastle, yeah, yeah, doesn't it? They're just defenders. This is, they yeah. are there. We are going to kick, head, tackle, boot the ball away. We are not going to concede. Thou shall not pass. Yeah. So, yeah. The, Robertson, burn at the back. And then into the midfield. Um, I'll start with the Arsenal captain, mm. captain leader legend. Um, Martin Odegaard um, got his fifth and sixth goal at the weekend um, started the season really really well I think it's the f- maybe the second time he's been put on the squad or, sec- mm. or first time in our team of the week um, another two goals away from home just an all round classy display Really, he really yeah. stepped up in the absence of Shaka when he went off it was a real captain's performance from him two goals at very important time and just the way he controls the ball and just controls dictates the game really all the time yeah, all our good any. play Goes through, and then when Arsenal play well, it's Anthony. When Arsenal play well, he plays really well. Like yeah. he's, it just everything, everything goes through him, really. Yeah. Um. Next to him, we've put in Benton Core. He scored his third and fourth goal uh, of the season at the weekend, and he just is a quality player. When you, when you watch him and you see him, you'll probably, hopefully, will get on to the World Cup. But yeah, um, you'll see in the World Cup that he's just a brilliant player. Um, yeah, just good, good game at the weekend and. Like similar to Odegaard for us, but when Tottenham do something well or perform well, it's usually because he's had a good game. So, and he's in the most Im- important part of the pitch. So yeah, Vendor and Odegaard, and then two players. The reason that those two North London teams got three points the weekend. Exactly. And then finally, our striker went down to the fans' vote between even Tony, Danny Ings again. He's been a regular mm. in these votes. What else? And you're about to say Nunes, but all scored twice at the weekend, didn't they? Darwin Nunes. Who would you have picked? I think I voted Danny Ings, only because Villa away, they've been awful. I just, yeah, I thought uh, I'd vote Danny Ings. Because I don't think Tony was bad. He had a good game, but obviously scored twice. But I don't necessarily think he was that good. Maybe Nunes was better, I don't know. But I went for Tony just because uh, uh, two goals were at Man City. Yeah, and obviously the um, week of not He should have had a hat-trick, though. Quite easily should have yeah. had a hat-trick. Yeah. But um, no, I for Tony. And the fans went Tony, I think, 86% in the end. Um, yeah, he was good. Boom. So no, thank you Two for goals, everyone who Just round that out quickly. You've got Nick Pope in goal, Andy Robertson, Dan Byrne in defence, Martin Odegaard, is it Rod- Roberto? Rodrigo. Rodrigo, Bentoncourt, yep. and Ivan Tony up front. Very good. Um, right, shall we move on to the winner and loser of yeah. the week? Do you want to start, winner or loser? Um, winner, I'll go for mm-hmm. Um, I've actually gone for a club. I hope we haven't gone this, the, the, for the same thing. Uh, you might have gone. <laughs> I've gone for Newcastle oh, United. No way. Yeah, go on. So have you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Newcastle gone, United. Yeah. I've gone winner Newcastle United. I've gone for going third just before the World Cup. Going into the World Cup, going third. Next round of the Carlin Cup and beating Chelsea. And then that's quite a good week. Yeah, and yeah, basically similar thing. But yeah, one five out of five. Unbeaten in 10 games. I think in the top five uh, leagues across Europe, I think there's a few teams that won five in a row, but it's likes of Newcastle, Bayern Munich, I think Barcelona have done it and some others. But Newcastle's name's now again up with the 
the top top sides across the world really but yeah just they've had a good week they've had a good start to the season but it's quickly like how's revived players such as Amron, Chriswood, Joe Linton and yeah the place I don't know if you've seen the videos going around but St James Park and Newcastle how good is that song yeah moving all around I've yeah got it. I've got it here lads in I've, I've wrote it down but yeah the place is absolutely buzzing There's, I've seen a few de- um, videos of a, a Geordie DJ by the name of Sh- I'm going to go with Shaq um, you may have heard of him you may not but I think he put himself outside the ground yeah. at Chelsea and had done a little set and he had a song or his song he's, he's brought out in the summer moving all around is just absolutely blown blown up yeah and it, it, it does go off to be fair so yeah, just I think the excitement, the, there's a real real buzz. Um, the team is doing far better than I'm sure any of them expected. And yeah, I think they've been brilliant. And there's, yeah, it's real. It's At the moment, like I said, it's quite good to see. But I'm sure in a year or two, when they're battering us home and away, it probably won't be good. <laughs> You'll get bored of it. Yeah. <laughs> That's superb. I've got the same winner. Yeah. Um, loser. So I've got one football-related. And I think we have another joint Should non- we mention him non-football first? related. <laughs> if you are listening, Tom Collins, yes. this one's for you. Tom Collins. So Tom joined us at the pub on um, Saturday night mm. and sheepishly said to Jack, what a day I've had. <laughs> what a day I've had. Yeah. And this story <laughs> started somewhere yeah. and ended somewhere. It just kept, just kept yeah, going. Just kept getting worse and worse. Um, so so should, we tell him, should we tell the story? Um Brief, we'll do a brief synopsis. Brief synopsis. So Tom got pulled over by an unmarked police officer about 10 yards from his house. Yeah. Um, officer then informed Tom that he had no car insurance and he's been driving his car for two months with no car insurance. <laughs> Find him, took his car away from him. Told him to walk home. Told him to walk home the 10 yards. <laughs> he then drove his car off into a lockup to be taken away he then has to pay for his car to be released from the said lockup. Mm. Um pay for insurance pay for his insurance on arriving to get his car from the gym uh, from the car park as he went out in London the night before he um, came to his car for car parking fine <laughs> yeah. had so to pay his car parking that is, fine yeah. and after the night out he left his jacket and bootmaker yeah. <laughs> yeah. and has lost his boot ma- lost his jacket that is got to be that is definitely loser week but like you said I've got football related stuff but Tom Collins that <laughs> over £550 and fines yeah. in one day I think he said shocker shocker and, and still hasn't got his car and back. six points in his licence yeah oh yeah don't forget <laughs> six points on licence too lucky he didn't get breath flies but he's um yeah still hasn't got his car back but yeah Tom yeah. that one's for you mate take the L Tom yeah uh, I'll start with my loser of the week if don't if you, that's yeah, right of you. Um, I struggled this week to be fair, obviously apart from Tom, but football related I struggled. I've gone with Blackburn's goalkeeper Thomas Kaminski. He's a thirty-year-old Belgian. <laughs> I know where you're going with this. <laughs> He's a thirty-year-old Belgian. Um, just played in in the Belgian Pro League and sort of here, there, and everywhere. Whatever, a bit of a journeyman. But yeah, it's Burnley um, Blackburn at the weekend, so a big derby for the pair. And um, Ashley Barnes headed home to make it 1-0 to Burnley. As he heads home, he shoves the goalie yeah. to the back of the net. Yeah. He, at full thought, obviously, his uh, momentum's taking forward. Underline the word shove as yeah, well. Yeah, he's absolutely launched this little Belgian goalie through the net, basically. He ends up on the floor. Kaminsky tumbles into the net. He's on his back. Burnley are 1-0 up. Um, Ashley Barnes wheels away. And, yeah, Burnley got to win 3-0. Um, so, yeah, Kaminsky, for the first goal, is losing a week. Yeah, that was I did see that was very funny that yeah. video. Um, 
My loser of the week, I might be a bit harsh in saying this, but I'm going to go for it. I'm probably going to attack him anyway. Um, Jaden Sancho. Ooh, loser of the week. Um, so this guy at um, Dortmund was meant to be the next big thing. Meant to be England's saviour, England's goal scorer, XYZ. Moved to United and it's just fell under the United curse that most players seem to fall under. £73 million from Dortmund two years ago. 58 games for your Man United and all comps and eight goals. Even if he was fit going into the squad, would anyone have him in the squad? Mm. No. Like he could not be but further away from the squad. Exactly why you're saying him, but he was... At some point, he was Southgate had him, didn't he? he picked him all the time. Hasn't played for England since 2021. Yeah. With Rashford playing well, they've signed Anthony for £100 million. Mm. Apparently, this Gargantu, whatever his name is, Garnet, is, yeah. is the new Messi. Yeah. Where is he, where is he playing? Well, I've not seen him, have you? You haven't not mentioned him. And What's with, he good at? Yeah, with the... Like, at Man United, he's been absolutely yeah. shambolic. Mm. And That's a good one, I like it. I just think... I don't know, maybe he's struggling with the Premier League pace. Maybe mm. he can't go up and down. Maybe Ten Hag doesn't fancy him. I don't know. Yeah. I just, I just think where well, the England squads come out and you've got all these attacking flair players looking at, and he was one at Dortmund. Everyone was really excited about. And couldn't wait to see him. And he's not even been and in anyone's mind, has he? Uh, he's been awful, mate. Mm. And yeah, I just thought. I, just, I was just thinking about it earlier, and I was just. He was just. Yeah. No. Just, agreed. Good one. Fair sorry, Jan- sorry, Jaden. Sorry, Jaden. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like it. So, Kaminsky and Sancho for loser of the week. <laughs> right, before we close out, mm. let's shoot on shoot on back to the teaser. Well, yeah, repeat right. the question. Repeat the question. James Milner became the fourth player in Premier League history to make 600 appearances. Um, but can you name the the current player who has the second highest number of appearances. I want to go with Jordan Henderson. Fuck. Yes! Was yeah. it Jordan Henderson? Yeah. Get in. I'm a joke. Very good, that. Yeah. Yeah. 408. Oh. Can you name the player who's got four less than him sitting in third place? Mm, no, I can't. 400. And Why did you think Jordan Henderson in the first place? Because I heard it the other day. Oh, did you? Ah, <laughs> oh, you cheat. <laughs> No, it's information that has been retained in my... Um, right. um, who's the other bloke? Number, number three, come on. Don't know, I reckon he's a goalkeeper. No. No, okay, I don't know. Then. I'm not going not gonna to ruin... Harry Kane? No. No, it's an awful shout. He's old. Oh, he's old. English, old. He's played for three, four Premier League clubs. I'd say three. Sterling? No. I don't know, mate. I'm going to keep guessing. Ashley Young. Oh, I see. Yeah. And 404. Yep. The original teaser was going to be, can you name the other four players that have played over 600 appearances? Ben Foster. No. No? No. Gareth Barry. Yep, he's number one. Ben Foster's not there. Weird. But I thought that this has been going around the media too much, it'd be too mm. easy for you. But then you've just made an absolute mockery of Jordan Henderson. <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't know. I don't know. I knew Gareth Barry, but I wouldn't. Gareth, Bay- Gareth Barry, six hundred fifty-three. Mm. Ryan Giggs, six hundred thirty-two. Oh, of course, Giggs, yeah. And Frank Lampard, six hundred and nine. Mm. Fair right. enough. I think that brings an end to the podcast. Thank you for listening. Um, yeah. We have a few surprises up our sleeves 
Yeah, over the coming days and weeks so yep the world cup's around the corner so. please if you haven't like subscribe most importantly so you get the alerts of any new podcasts or any new things that may be happening mm. youtube <laughs> or on spotify or on apple Podcasts, instagram or twitter whatever instagram, it is whatever it is so you get your your daily fix of talking loyal <laughs> and um yeah no, thank you for listening we may be back quicker sooner than rather than later, sooner <laughs> later. <laughs> no thanks um, for listening keep yeah, so yeah. No more Premier League till um, mm. till Boxing Day, so um, we may have some surprises for you. Yeah. Anyway, we'll leave it at that. Stay loyal. Stay loyal. <laughs>